This pre-roll ad is brought to you by Empire Wreckers. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at Empire Wreckers. If you'd like video content, we're on YouTube and Twitch, where we stream games like our group playthrough of Star Wars The Old Republic. And if you'd really like to support the show, you can subscribe to our Patreon for monthly bonus content. And now, our feature presentation. Hey everyone, thank you for listening to Star Wars Empire Wreckers, the only play-to-win Star Wars games. Who's ready to give me money for extra experience points today? Conut's ready to give you money for extra experience points, and then you can give her money for the only points that matter. Fuck Joy is uh, ready to give you some money so that I, I can have a leg up on the c- c- competition. Zap Rousdower just finished shooting a commercial for our game. <laughs> so they are during the Super Bowl. He's ready for action. Hitaka thinks that the pay-to-play model is uh, kind of corrupt, but also, <laughs> if you can find a whale, then you're, like, keeping your game afloat. So it's overall complicated, but uh, she, she'll she sometimes sink some money in. So, yeah, why not? Hitaka, yeah, just like slavery. Hitaka's ready to stick a little bit of money in there. Well, if you're looking to spend some money on cosmetic options for an audio-only format, then your best bet is to look a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away in Star Wars! It is a dangerous time for the Republic. The long-lost Sith Empire has returned to the galaxy, and thanks to their devastating victory over the Mandalorian Raiders, are hailed as heroes. Opening their borders to the Republic, the once desolate tomb world of Korriban has become a thriving center of education in the galaxy and a repository for wisdom thought lost for millennia. Seeking this ancient knowledge is the crew of the Sparkling Spoonbill racing to the Dark World after accidentally releasing a Sith spirit from an amulet won during a perilous race on Tatooine. Whoops. <laughs> so after your big whoopsie, it's a... It's a Little, it's a little ways to Korriban from Tatooine. It's a few days travel, so you have some uh, downtime on the ship before you get there. It's uh, night. It's the night before you've had uh, some time to rest up and recover your strain and your wound and what have you. And in the morning, you should arrive at Korriban. Okay, well, um, there's no critical injuries that I have to fix, is there? Nope. Okay. Well, I guess we could just, you know, hang out and... Chill with each other. Chill with my best friends. Does someone want to help me practice my force powers? <laughs> oh yeah, force that's powers? something we could. Act- that's something we could actually do. I need to read that scroll too, don't I? You don't want to help me practice my force powers. Let, let me let me let me re- read said scroll and see what's up. Okay, where are you? Where are you reading this scroll? Uh, in, in my bedroom under my covers with a flashlight. Did you bring a box of tissue papers in there with you too, man? I wasn't going there with that. I was going with, like, Harry Potter or, or something when, you know, he's trying to read shit under, you know, in that one scene in that one movie. I think it was the third one. Anyway, yeah, That was a metaphor for jacking off. Yeah, the movie where he's 13 and just coming into himself as a teenager. And he keeps trying to get the uh, the white light out of his wand, but it's uh, it's not working. And then his uh, his uncle comes in and catches him in bed. He's coming into and onto himself. Oh, dear. So Bok Joy is uh, <laughs> jacking off uh, with this ancient scroll in, in, your, um, in your bedroom. What, what am I learning from this scroll? Well, when you, uh, when you unfurl this scroll, uh, it doesn't appear to have any writing on it. It has uh, an intricate series of connected lines. Is they it almost, like connect uh, the dots? They, they kind of look like... Um, like, they almost look like a circuit board. Um, hmm. Can, uh, can I acknowledge some mechanics on this so that uh, to see if it seems familiar in any way? 
Uh, yes, you can. Give me a... Uh, this is this is an ancient Jedi scroll that you bought from a guy whose shop disappeared in a cloud of smoke when you turned around. So in order to that identify this, it's it's probably going to be a four purple roll to do this. Four purple? Either okay. a knowledge roll, or if you think it's mechanics related, uh, you can um, add a blue to that if you're pretty sure it's mechanics related. You can roll mechanics. Uh, yeah, let me go mechanics. Be warned, a care is a terrible curse. Okay, uh, one success, three advantages, and a dark side, which I will not use. Alright, so, uh, Bok Joy, you recognize that this is, in fact, a blueprint. And it is a Ooh. blueprint for, uh, you, you know, kind of being a guy who fixes starships and stuff, you've, you've come across these types of things, not, not often, uh, but you have heard that before navicomputers, hyperspace travelers charted hyperlanes using these tablets that etched their path through hyperspace into bits of metal, kind of like uh, the grooves in a record. And this appears to be a blueprint for one of those hyperspace tablets. Okay. Um, is there is there a way that I feel as though I might be able to make this or find a place where I could make this tablet? Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's essentially a sheet of metal with, uh, something etched into it. So you, you would just need a sheet of metal and something to, uh, to carve to... the, uh, the paths into. Okay. Um, is there any, uh, sheet of metal that I can use that doesn't breach the hull? Uh, I mean, there's, uh, panels and, and floorboards and ceiling tiles. We probably have some spare bits of shit kicking around our cargo bay. Okay, I'm gonna... Get out of my covers, uh, put on my pants, and uh, I'm going to go out to the hallway and be all like, Hey, does anybody have a, a loose sheet of metal that I could use? Uh, I not on me. me all times. No. Maybe around you? <laughs> you? Check the scrap pile? Scrap pile. Do we have a scrap pile? <laughs> Let's say yes. Uh, Let's say yes. <laughs> okay, so you use the destiny point, and there is a pile of scrap. Uh, yeah, when Rouse Dower and his that everyone's men, too lazy to take out. Yeah, when Rouse Dower and his men cleaned up your ship, uh, they kind of just like swept everything into the cargo bay, and there is a <laughs> pile of uh, scrap just kind of sitting in the corner. Okay, I will take that, and I'll also take a um, little carb, uh, little nail or something like that, yeah, and uh, just start etch etching. Into. You probably have because this is a spaceship that you maintain regularly. I think there's that's what probably I'll do. like a cutter or a torch or something. They don't have any scrap metal. Did you try <laughs> the scrap pile? Of course. How <laughs> didn't I think of that before? I knew there was a reason we never took out the garbage. <sighs> it wasn't because we're lazy. It's not at all. <laughs> you never know what you're gonna need. Stuff just falls off the ship all the time. Can you at least do something with your apple cores? Shut the fuck up. All right, what am I etching here? Uh, so or, if you want or to, should we move on? Well, I mean, you could. It, it would probably you would probably be working into the night to do this. Okay, all right. But let's if, move on to the other people. Yeah, is anybody else doing anything? I'm experimenting with Jedi mind control. What are you? Uh, who are you doing this on? Let's see. Can, can he mind control TM forty? Uh, uh, you cannot oh. use uh, a Jedi mind trick on a robot. Damn. Hmm. I mean the. Uh... The space hey, Google, come over here for the hollow net, yeah. like it's it's primitive, but it still technically exists, right? Yeah, and it is also made up of uh, interconnected uh, insect hive mind. I, I'm I'm just I'm curious about this Hiss Evans character and where he is and what exactly his deal is. So if I can, I would like to search him to get more info. Okay, uh, about so this because you're, that I hate because you're traveling through hyperspace, uh, in order to 
connect to the holonet, you would need to briefly drop out of hyperspace uh, near a transceiver to do a, a quick download. Oh, so it's kind of like, you know, you can't be on the phone when you're trying to connect to the internet. Yeah. So oh, dial-up rules. Yeah. <laughs> can we... Zap, can we drop out of hyperspace for a minute? Why? I, I, you know, I have to do a Google search. Space Google search. <laughs> a Google search. I just... I, I feel I, like I, if... I'm just really wondering um, how likely it is for Hitaka to have a child that's born with 11 toes. <laughs> what? You know, sometimes you wonder weird things and Hold you on. gotta have an answer. Is Hitaka pregnant? No. Something I don't know about? Did I miss something? Is there a... I mean, that Wookiee that Wookie went off last time without hanging out with me, so no. <laughs> <laughs> and she's not even a little bit angry about it. I'm but, still thinking uh, of that big furry white dude from the Fighting Pits, Gagorian. That's what he is. But uh, no, I, I just, I just knew I do a Google search zap. It's just a minute. I feel like something bad's gonna happen if we drop out of hyperspace in somewhere we don't know. To safely drop out of hyperspace, why don't you? Uh, why doesn't somebody roll a two purple astrogation? However, since uh, Bach is busy doing his etchings and searching through piles of scrap, uh, it would have to be somebody else. Uh, Damn. Uh, how many two purple? Yeah. One success, one threat. All right, so you are able to drop out of hyperspace uh, near a, uh, a hyperspace buoy, a holonet buoy. However, um, you, it's, a, it's like right next to it, and you, you have to do some evasive maneuvers in order to avoid it that give the ship uh, a point of strain. Yeah, good, good uh, navigating. <laughs> well done. Sick burn. Hooray. Okay, I'll do my search. All right, so uh, you do your Google search, Bok Joy. You take a point of strain. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Bok. And you are able damn to, it. Uh, to Google for Hiss Evans, the Jedi. Uh, roll, me, roll me a one computers, just in case you uh, manage to fail this uh, cursory uh, thing. I mean... Are you just looking at beefcake photos of Hiss Evans? <laughs> <laughs> well, he's Captain Alderaan, after all. To success. I'm not grammaing the computer. Yeah, you, su- you successfully do a Google search for Hiss Evans, uh, and you are able to find that Hiss Evans, um, he was a Jedi who, who uh, apparently single-handedly defeated a Mandalorian army that invaded Trandosha during the Mandalorian War. And afterwards, uh, due to the uh, immense uh, toll that all of this killing and murder took on him, he exiled himself to the jungles of his homeworld and returned a year later with a revelation from the scorekeeper that each point represents not a life that is taken, but a life that is saved. And that uh, taking life actually reduces the amount of points that you get. And uh, because he was so revered in his battle against the Mandalorians, that's the only reason that the Trandoshans kind of listened to what he had to say. And once they started changing their ways, because this represented such a major shift in their ideology, the rest of the galaxy started to take notice. And they uh, now now a bunch of people from various species follow uh, the path of the scorekeeper, where for every life you save, you are, you are um, given points. I have very mixed feelings about this. Where, where does he uh, hang out normally? Uh, he wanders the galaxy. Oh, he doesn't hang out anywhere? What? He doesn't have, like, a home base or somewhere where his, like, disciples gather? Well, you, you kind of have, to, you kinda have to stumble across him. You have to find him. He does, 
return to Trandosha once a year on the anniversary of his uh, retreat to the jungle where he returns for a week to commune with the scorekeeper. Uh, when would that anniversary be? It's it's coming up. It's within it's within the next couple of weeks. Okay, I'll keep that in mind. They have any Mark pictures your calendars, of him? folks. Uh, yeah, there's yeah, a lo- there's a lot of pictures of him. We got a show for you. Is he studly? He's he's really studly. He's like Damn. uh he's the Trandoshan equivalent of the uh the on the run bearded Captain America Chris Evans. Nice. I'm Damn into it, that. you beautiful bastard. Don't you know the point Leslie keeper Jones loves murder? He's live tweeting us. <laughs> Okay. Well, my curiosity is satisfied. I'll I'll keep the uh the anniversary in mind. Maybe I'll drag everyone there with me to go confront. Go back. To, we're we're never gonna save those uh, Wookiee slaves, are we? You're never gonna get to the fireworks factory, no. <laughs> yeah, we have to go out and see what Poochie's up to. <laughs> oh, you mean Rilo Clune? <laughs> sure. Hey, Buck, do you want to help me with my uh, mind control? I'm busy. He's you doing do his etching to help me with my mind control. I, I said I'm busy. You do want to help me with my mind control. Should I? Is he trying to mind control me now? Uh, yeah. It should, should, like I, yes. uh, should I roll for defense? Okay, so this is, then that's going to be um, a discipline versus discipline check. So uh, rather rather than uh, Bach rolling defense, Zap, you're going to have to roll against his discipline with your discipline and add the force dice in there. I have a yellow yellow and green, so I guess yours would be a red and a purple. Okay. Despair, 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 uh, despair, despair. Two advantage, two failures, one light side. Okay, so uh, you cannot make him believe that he wants to help you practice your force powers, uh, but because you did get that uh, force pip, you can use that... Uh, to generate the basic influence skill, so you can you can give Bach uh, an emotion, um, respect. <laughs> wow, you're 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 a good guy, but unfortunately, unfortunately, I can't help you right now. But I really want to a little bit later. You don't want to help me with my force powers. I don't. You're right. Ha ha! <laughs> I've succeeded. <laughs> I've done it. <laughs> okay. Um. You do you, Cap. I'll be I'll be seeing you later. He's a good guy, that Zap. This is another this is another arc in my character, a forced arc in my character now, where I now have to respect Zap. You're forced into thinking that Zap is a good guy. Yeah. Against oh. all common sense. Does this does this does this last forever? Um <laughs> Well, it said like the control emotion belief, uh if he had if he had gotten that success, then that would have lasted for one round or five minutes. So you respect Zap for about five minutes, probably. <laughs> okay, I'll allow that. I respect Zap for five minutes. <laughs> I am one with the force, the force is with me. Nice. Bok, do you want to finish with your scroll? I will. Alright, so to see uh to see how this went, uh it's gonna start as a three purple mechanics to make this. Uh because okay. Uh, these things are very delicate, and you have to be careful. Uh, it's going to add a black because uh, people kept popping in to annoy you. That is also going to add a black. And I get to I get to take those blacks away. Just making sure. Yes, I do. Uh, two success and a dark side, which I will not use. All right. So you you successfully, uh, as far as you can tell, you successfully create this hyperspace tablet. Okay. Um. Now that I have uh, done such a thing, does it reveal itself to be a um, uh, is it a map? It is. Uh, once once you plug it into the spaceship's 
data banks. Uh, yeah. be- you know, most most ships are backwards compatible with this type of thing. It's not like like VHS where it's like you can't you can't stick a VHS in a Blu-ray player. They're they're advanced enough to just keep that technology rolling forward. So there is a receptacle for hyperspace tablets on the Spoonbill. Okay. Uh, yeah, let me plug it in. Okay, so you plug I it mean, in. We're st- we're still some uh, time from our destination, so I'm sure we'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's the middle of the night. Um, it took this took you a while, so probably everybody else is asleep. So you're just kind of killing time, I guess. Uh, okay. But you plug it in, and the ship's navicomputer accepts it, uh, and it enters it as uh, coordinates into your hyperspace data bank. There's no name associated with it. It doesn't come up as an existing planet. It's just a uh, location. It's just like location unknown or something like that. I'm assuming. Yeah. Okay. All right, this will this will have to be a later day thing here. I do. We we have some things on our list. We we have a uh, 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 Conuts thing with uh, the uh, points keeper. We have uh, uh, Hitaka's thing with the uh, slaves, and we have my thing with this random scroll that I found a location for. And surely Zap is going to get a thing too that will add to the list. Everybody gets a side quest. So, uh, <laughs> Bach, on your way back to your room, it's night. Why don't you uh, roll me a? Uh, why don't you roll me a vigilance here? Ooh, vigilance Ooh. to be vigilant. He's gonna get attacked Sexy. by the space mice. Uh, two purple vigilance. Uh, a failure and three advantage. All right. So uh, as you're heading back to the ship, uh, or heading back to your room, you don't notice. Uh, something leaping out of the shadows at you, but uh, as it grabs you, you're able to kind of scurry free uh, and kind of escape its grip before it can kind of drag you into wherever it's trying to drag you. Jesus fucking Christ! What the fuck was that? Um, helping wake any of us? Can, can I, can I, uh, can I roll to see if I uh, yelled loud enough to be like, hey, there's something fucking up here. There's something fucking up here. Yeah, that's gonna be can, everybody. Can, that's gonna be everybody else rolling a vigilance. Uh, because you're asleep, it's gonna be a three purple vigilance with a black. Also, can I roll perception to see if I can find what uh, was grabbing at me? Uh, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna do that. Uh, what would I roll against? That is going to be against a red and a purple. I got one threat, so it gave me nightmares. <laughs> yeah, you take a strain in your sleep. You're you're so tuckered out from your exercise that it can't even penetrate you. I got one threat too. Wow. Conut, you think it's a uh, Hiss Evans coming to haunt you. <laughs> <laughs> like you're having an erotic uh, dream where it's like you finally track down Hiss Evans, and then instead of killing him, you kiss him. And I'm like, no! Uh, three success, but also three threat. Zap, you are shocked awake. You are... You are Bok Joy screams from this boy who respects you so much. Uh, it, it, it jolts you from your slumber and you fall out of bed. You fall prone, so you have to you'll have to use a maneuver to get up. Okay. By the way, for my perception, I got three success and a triumph. Nice. Uh, you recognize the behorn silhouette of your master, Brutal Torment. What the fuck? What the fuck? Brutal, what the fuck, man? He doesn't say anything as he as he slinks off into the shadows. Maybe mind control. Okay. Like like um slips off into the shadows like through the vents up in the ceiling or what? No, he just like just if you wanders it, off down the hall. Like he turns down a corner and then if you poke your head, he's just gone. Uh Hold uh, uh, that's terrifying. Uh is that, uh guys? Anybody here? What? Zap? Zap, is that you? What the hell's going on? Um, I think Brutal just 
grabbed me and then like I, I kind of got away from him but then like when I went to like confront him he sort of disappeared I, I, I don't know what happened where'd you see him? right here like right in this hallway and then he like walked away and I went to see if he was like uh if he was there and he just sort of like vanished not a very big ship that'd be around here somewhere um should we wake the other ones up too? why? cause you know more the merrier but you know what you're, you might be right are we in danger? Don't you respect don't... him enough to think that you two can handle it on your own? Hey, that respect only lasted five minutes. See, destroying my life. <laughs> um. All right. Well, if you think that we can handle it on our own, then uh, let's handle it on our own. Okay. I mean, I'm pretty sure Butal is just playing jokes on us, right? That's all he's doing. Um. Now you got me spooked. <laughs> Okay. Uh, I'm gonna go grab my blaster. Okay. Uh, all right. I, I I'll uh, go with you here, and I'll I already have my blaster because I usually do. But yeah. Should we like shake treats and see if he'll come and respond to it? The, do, you, the do you think that'll treats? work? Or yeah. Do you, Do you think that'll work? Or uh... hey, Brutal! I have a I have a coffee quisp here for you. Yeah. Get to shake the can of tormentations. <laughs> come up, come out, and uh, and oh. talk to us. We, we'll go to McDonald's after. If it's Zabrak food, you can call it Malmix. <laughs> so this is going to be a deception check against his discipline. Uh, so that's going to be against a red and four purples. But uh, Brutal also has uh, a special a skill called Unrelenting Skeptic. Uh, he has, which means that you will add an, an automatic two failures onto whatever you roll. Oh, oh fuck. <laughs> Damn. Okay, so um, one failure, so that's three failures and three threats. So that didn't work. Uh, he, oh, he... two success. Oh, yeah, but... Uh, Four threats. Did... Take off two? I, I, think, I think you need to... Um... Did it take off two? Th- you said two failures, right? Adds two failures? Adds two failures. So zero success. Oh, nice. oh you were trying... Okay, well, there we go. So both of us suck. <laughs> uh, so wh- where where gonna... are you right now? Um, we where, just where came out of... Uh, Zap's room? Yeah, we just came out of Zap's room holding some uh, kibbles and bits. Moments. You know, mix. So as you're, as you're doing this, you're shaking your, your little, your little uh, mall mix bag. And <laughs> here, Brutal, Brutal. Uh, <laughs> you don't notice behind you, because you got these threats, you don't notice behind you a dark shape and a dark presence coming up. And he uh, he touches you both uh, on, on the backs of your neck, grabbing them with his big, meaty hands. And he uses his harm power on you. You just get harmed by the force. Ow. Uh, you that take sucks. You take uh, four wound. Jesus Christ. Does that go through the soak? Uh, it, sur- it bypasses soak. God damn it. Ow. Well, that's rude. It's like a Vulcan neck pinch. D- does this knock us out, or am it I It doesn't knock to, you uh... out, but it, it fucking hurts. Okay, I'm waking up the other two. I don't care. <laughs> Have you ever even heard a chicken? Now, either, either both of you can roll vigilance for this again, or... Uh, Bach, if you want to use a destiny point, it just wakes them up. Uh, how many destiny points do we have? Five. Five? Yeah, I'll use one. Nice. Force shout. So, uh, Hitaka and Kona, you are awakened by the crowing of Bach's cock. Nice! <laughs> <laughs> You're goddamn right. You awaken to Bach's cock. 
I scream because I was having a nightmare. I feel like we have an episode title I right there. I scream because I was having a good dream. And uh, Konut and Hitaka, you hear uh, coming from the halls near Zap's room uh, um, a fucking manic squawking. <laughs> they all run out there. It's Bach. It, it, it is Bach and Zap, and Brutal has got them both by the back of the neck. Whoa, Brutal! What's, uh, what's happening? Brutal, uh, he sees you and he sees that he's, he's outnumbered and he disappears into the shadows of the ship. Oh, man. Whoa, I'm, whoa, what was that? Knew it with a name like Brutal. Where, can I go and check Brutal's room? Like, what if this is a weird doppelganger and he's still asleep? Yeah, you can go and check Brutal's room. Or he's force projecting. Or he's also careful. nightmares. Yes. Or it's the soul that escaped that thing. Oh, yeah, shit. <laughs> oh, yeah, shit. I forgot all about oh, fuck, that. Brutal smashed it. What if it's possessed him? Oh, shit. Yeah. We're going to do an exorcism on Brutal. Oh, no. I'm not a real priest. I just pretend to be. <laughs> oh, we fucked up, guys. We fucked up. Okay, I'll be careful as I uh, check on Brutal's room. All right. Uh, so this is going to be a three purple stealth to avoid uh, being caught by Brutal. Because you are heading to his room and maybe he'll retreat back there, you can add a black. Okay. One threat. All right. So uh, as you as you peer into Brutal's room, uh, you can see that he has, in fact, retreated back there uh, on his desk. You can see he has been trying to glue this amulet back together. Uh, oh no. Brutal, he sees you and he comes for you. Ah, uh, hang on. Close the door, close the door! Yeah, I'll shut the door in his face. You shut the door in his face. Uh, you hear banging on the door uh, as he tries to tries to get out. And then you don't hear banging for a second. Um... Can I back away from the door? Because I feel like a lightsaber is about to come through it. Uh, that's probably a good thing to do, because then a lightsaber <laughs> does come through it. <laughs> ah! And the door starts uh, starts melting. Uh, how do we how do we knock out a Jedi without killing him? Maybe some of those stolen um, uh, pain kill that stuff you stole from that doctor could help. Ah, okay. I'm gonna go get that stuff. You guys, um, hold him off. Um, hey, hey, Zap. You, you, you use influence too, right? Uh, yes. You want to hold hands and we can try to uh, make him feel sleepy? Let's try it. So this is going to be discipline versus discipline. Uh, Brutal's oh, discipline oh is a, a yellow and four green, so that's going to be rolled against a red and four purple. Oh, uh, give us your hand too. We the, need the, more picks. The hand, the hand holding skill uh, costs a destiny point to use. Itaka. Attacker. We need your meaty paw. Ah, I grab. I'll help. All right. Now, because because all three of you are doing this, you can also add a blue from each Konut and Hitaka. Okay. And we use my ability once per day to add two more blues. So that's four blues. Hot damn. Two success, two threat, two light side. Nice. Nice. All right. Uh, so uh, you all, because your minds are joined, Hitaka, Zap, and Konut, you each take a strain. Okay. How, but you're able to, uh, what What do you make him believe? Emotional state of trust, does that work? Or, or what about, um... Friendship? Sleepiness? Or tranquility? We can do tranquility. Okay. Judges? Tranquility? Tranquility. All right, tranquility. Prob- prob- so you send, just keep, yeah. you, you send thoughts of tranquility uh, into Brutal's mind on the other side of the door. Uh, and after after a moment, the, uh, the lightsaber blade falls 
back out of the door as the as the blade turns off. Good. And when uh, when Bach then Bach arrives with the medicine, the uh, the knockout gas or knockout whatever whatever it is you stole from that doctor. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was just sort of like uh, general like anesthetic. Uh, general anesthetic, yeah. To put him under. Um, I o- I open the door. Uh, let, should should we open the door? Do you do you guys think you've done a good job here? I feel like we've uh, yes. done a good job. You don't. You don't feel uh, the darkness coming from Brutal. Okay, let's open. Uh, let's open this up. Let's see if we can. I hate to do that. I hate to do this, but I think we have to tie him to a chair and uh, you know make sure that he doesn't like try and kill uh, kill any of us again while we try and figure out what's exactly is happening with him. Okay, well, let's open that door first and just be. Oh. Be on the ready in case he attacks. So I, have, press... I have my uh, gun just in case. My uh, medicine gun. You press the button to open the door. Uh, because part of it is melted uh, by a lightsaber, it gets caught and it only opens about halfway and there's this grinding and clicking and then it gets stuck yeah. as it kind of catches on the uh, the bit of molten metal that's protruding from the door. So you can get the door open about halfway, but it's enough for you to see inside where Brutal is uh, sitting in a meditative pose on his knees. His eyes are clouded over and white, and all uh, he, he's kind of surrounded by all these small floating objects that were in his room, like like cups and uh, little books and data pads and the, the fragments of the amulet. They're all kind of slowly floating around him. He seems to be deep in some kind of uh, trance or meditation. Bob, can you uh, wriggle through the half-open door to administer the sedative? Am I small enough? Uh, you are small enough. You are a skinny uh, boy. I am a skinny boy, indeed. Um, you guys work on you guys work on uh, getting this door open. I'm gonna I'm gonna ho- hopefully not die while I uh, try and sedate him more. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do the thing, Barry. All right, you pop through the door. Uh, and as you enter uh, Brutal's room, you can feel yourself, uh, you feel a little bit lighter on your feet as if you're being affected by this field that he's generating as well. Oh shit, this feels weird. Okay, I, uh, am, do I still have enough control to go towards him so I can like uh, hit, hit him in the neck with the uh anesthetic? You do, you just, you just feel about five pounds lighter. Okay, alright, that's fair. Alright, so yeah, I will... Uh, vigilantly go up to him and uh, make sure that you know I can sedate him more while at the same time uh, not getting killed. All right, so roll me a two purple vigilance to keep your wits about you. Two purple vigs. One success, one advantage. So you are able to get within uh, injecting range of Brutal, and although he looks at you. Um, he doesn't move his head. He kind of just looks at you with his clouded over eyes, but he doesn't stop you. Okay, interesting. Um, that was creepy. Uh, I think I, I think we're good though. Um, uh, just make sure that we uh, just just make sure that we uh, get me out of here and uh, protect her, uh, protect him as much as we can from himself and us. And as you as you inject him and and you kind of explain this to the others. Uh, slowly you start to feel those five pounds that you lost coming back to you and the objects floating around him come to a rest as he kind of, his eyes start to get droopy and then he slumps over onto the floor. Okay, um, for this door, do any of us have something that could just like cut through the the melty part? Like cut off the excess? Well, do Brutal I have does lightsaber? have a lightsaber. Yeah, uh, Brutal is 
probably too big to fit through the hole in the door. So if the door doesn't open all the way... Might just have to cut it off. No, I'm saying that if the door doesn't open all the way and Brutal can't fit through it, it it might even be a good idea to keep it there, but that's up to you. I'll take the lightsaber uh, away from him, and then I will get out of the room. Although I feel as though a Jedi would be able to open up a door pretty easily. Yeah, if he wanted to escape, uh, he probably could... But also, it, it, it seems that uh, there are two minds uh, fighting over what there is to what what to do. So, if he is in fact possessed by this amulet, as it seems. Okay. All right. So. So what we can probably do, because maybe the spirit is still like attached to the amulet, and that's why it's uh, fucking with Brutal once he started touching it. But if we can get the spirit proof box on Corban and just like put all the pieces inside of that, then maybe that will be enough. You know? Yeah, yeah. Should we, uh, should we also, um, bind Brutal? I mean, probably. We should, but I feel like you and maybe Zap are the only ones little enough to fit in there to do it if we want to leave the door like this. I mean, I could, like, I'm sure I can tie a knot. You know, I I think I could tie a knot. Maybe I can tie a knot. Uh, knot tying would be a, knot tying would be a survival skill. Probably not. Then let me just double check here. Survival. I got three. I got three on it, so it's not too terrible. I've got a yellow and a green. Can I offer you assistance, like advice? Okay. Drag him close to the door so you can just poke your armsies through and tie the knots. Well, okay. So if you want to, if you want to join forces on this, um, it's still going to be based on. Uh, the skill, because the, it's the physical skill of the person doing it, is going to be Bach. It's going to be using Bach's cunning, uh, but however many purchased ranks uh, are in that can be Hitaka's. So, Hitaka, if you have a yellow, then Bach, you can have a yellow. Okay. Alright, so my survival is at three green, but I can turn one of those into a yellow? Yeah. Okay. And what's this against? Uh, it's an average knot, unless you want to tie a strong knot. Uh three purple if you want it if you want it to be like a tough knot to break out of i'm gonna be i'm gonna do three purple i can afford i think i can afford three purple okay uh interesting five success and four threat you are able to tie this knot however uh because you don't really have uh, a, a lot of rope lying around the best you can do is to use uh the grappling hook that you guys have and tie him up with that so you lose the ability to use that grappling hook darn at least for now all right all right so now that he's here let's get to our destination and see if we can uh cure this we gotta fix daddy you gotta fix danny orbucks oh dear daddy torment we're gonna fix ya <laughs> daddy daddy brutal papa brutal so if, if you can sleep, uh, you uh, you sleep the rest of the night, and in the morning you arrive at Korriban. It's a, a sandy desert world covered in crypts and tombs, uh, and you can see Dreshte, uh, a large port city, is illuminated on the night side of the planet. Was that the city we were going to go to? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Lord Hoth told you that he knew a traitor in Dreshte who uh, may have or know where to find a Rakatan mind prison. Let's, uh, let, let's go to him. You go to Dreshte. Uh, there's an automated system uh, that asks you for docking information and to pay up 500 credits to land in Dreshte. Um, who was it who had credits and kept hoarding them? That was Hitaka, right? Well, what? Huh? 
<laughs> this one's on you, Hitaka. This one's on you, Hitaka. Do we know how 500. Much? 500? Okay. Like, fine. So as you pay, the, you pay the docking fee, and the automated system assigns you a docking bay in the Academy District of Dreshde. Ooh, the Academy District. Does that mean we get to see the school that we aren't going to blow up? Uh, well, the thing about the school is, as you, as you kind of fly towards it... Um, as you fly towards the city of Dreshde, you pass over this valley that seems to have a lot of large stone statues in various states of disrepair and pyramids and elaborate uh, entrances carved into the sides of cliffs and things. This, uh, And at the edge of this valley on the top of a cliff is a large building that appears to be the Sith Academy. Oh, neat. So, uh, so this is the place? This well- is This is a place. This is a place. Yeah, that's the we we're in the academy dr- districts. So the Sith Academy is nearby, but I don't think that's where we're supposed to go to find our traitor. Did he mention where he, to find the dude? Uh, Hoth. He he did not. Can we maybe call him and uh, see and see where we can go from here? Uh, yeah. If you want to call the Jedi Temple, probably Korriban uh, is now because of this academy and because of they're inviting everybody to come and kind of join their school. Uh, it does have a pretty decent holonet hookup, so you should be able to call through to the Jedi Temple. Okay, um, who wants to, uh, who wants to uh, talk? Because I don't feel like talking right now. I can talk. Okay. Let's call him. Alright, so, uh, you don't know the phone number for the Jedi Temple, but you can find it through a, uh... A yellow, yellow page search. A space yellow pages. <laughs> uh, Bok, you take a strain. Wait, why do I take a strain? Because they're using the holonet, which is uh, oh, powered yeah. by like, the Killick Hive Mind. Oh, right. Sorry, Bok. And you uh, you get a, a droid on the other end, and he says, Hello, thank you for calling the Jedi Temple. Hi. Your call is important to us. <laughs> Please hold on while the next provider comes online. This is, um... Apprentice code that I need to speak with, um, with Lord Hoth. One moment. I do not have any record of an apprentice co-nut. I'm an apprentice to, um, to Brutal Torment. One moment. Please put Brutal Torment on the line so I can speak with him. Brutal Torment is not available to speak. It's why he's, I'm calling. And you would be? His apprentice. One moment. Jedi Master... Brutal Torment does not have any apprentices listed in our records. Yes, it's unofficial. Can I can I speak to a person, please? One moment. You're really you're really knocking this out of the park there, uh, Conat. Fuck you, little Mister. I don't want to talk right now. And I'm then having there, there's a click as you're transferred to a person, and they say, uh, uh "Hello, uh, uh, I was told that you wanted to transfer to a person." Yes, I am a person. I, I'm my I'm. A, Co-nut, I'm Brutal Torment's apprentice. I am not registered, but I need to speak with Lord Hoth. Oh, um, let me, uh, let me just get my supervisor. Just hold on a sec. (laughs) And then there's a pause and another click. And, uh... Does the hold music start? The hold music starts. Nice. And, uh, eventually someone picks up and they say, uh, uh, hey, yeah, I'm the supervisor. Uh, how can I help you? Hi, I'm... Apprentice Conut, apprentice to Brutal Torment, I need to speak with Lord Hoth regarding Brutal Torment. Uh, oh, okay, yeah, this is the, uh, this is the visitor line. I'm gonna have to transfer you to, uh, to Jedi Ops. <laughs> Hold on a second. 
there's another another pause and another click. Uh, <laughs> going Star hello? Wars. Hello, is this? Hello, hello, hello. This is Apprentice Conut, Apprentice to Brutal Torment. On, I am not yet recorded, and I need to speak to Lord Hoth. Uh, what is this about? It's regarding a previous discussion that I had with Lord Hoth, as well as I need to speak with him regarding Brutal Torment. Um, let, let me just see. Let me check his calendar. Um, well, he's in a meeting at the moment. Um, I can, I can forward your message on to him if you'd like. When has he done his meeting? Uh, well, it's, it's, uh, it's actually scheduled, uh, to end a couple of minutes ago, but I think it's running late. Can, can you wait? <laughs> can, can, can I we just... get a personal phone number or something so that we can talk to him directly? By Is there chance? a personal line that I can use? Um, unfortunately, uh, as you're not in the records, we can't actually uh, give out the personal comlink number of the Grand Master of the Jedi Order. That's uh, not actually something we can do. In that case, you want can I please <laughs> just stay on hold so I don't have to go through that process again? Um, oh yes, yes, of course. I'll uh, I'll ask him when he's uh, out of his meeting if he would like to take your call. Thank you. So half an hour later, <laughs> uh, the the whole I music this- stops, and uh, you hear on the other end. You hear, uh, "Hello, uh, Conut, status report." Oh my god! Thank, thank. Oh, okay. So can we, we get your personal phone number? First, do you have a personal number I could use in the future? That was uh, too much. It was too much. I'm the Grand Master of the Jedi Order. I don't go giving out my personal comlink number to any schlub who asks. We're doing a mission for you! Yes, and how is it going? Jesus, we've arrived on Korriban. I saw that the amulet was destroyed. How did that work out for you? It wasn't on purpose. We misremembered some details of our agreement, and we did not tell Brutal because we thought that you did not want him to know, and Brutal smashed it. And now I'm assuming that Brutal is possessed by the spirit of Karnas Muir and attacked you on your flight to Korriban, and now you are calling for help. Previously on Empire Records. Yes, but also no, we were just calling to find out where to find your friend, but if you're offering help, we'd gladly take it. Well, you got yourselves into this mess. I think uh, it would be an adequate test of Jedi potential if you got yourselves out of it, but... You, uh, I can tell you the name of my contact. His name is Murph Onklin. He runs a uh, a store in the Academy District near the uh, Academy Transport Station. He's a, a Keldor fellow. What kind of store does he run? Uh, well, on the surface, it's a general goods store, but if you know what to ask for, uh, he carries a great deal more. Uh, what 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 should we be asking for? Just uh, just drop my name, and he will uh, he'll know. Fine, I'll tell him I'm looking for Hoffberries. Sure. Well, I could use some Hothberries right about now. You know, some Hothberries. Hoth. Hothberries. All right, let's uh, let's go to, let's go to the store. Thank you. Thank uh, you. You were very you're very quick with your approach. Hoth we, out. We appreciate that. He hangs up on Bach mid sentence. You're an asshole, Hoth. <laughs> I know he can't hear me anymore, but felt good. You know what? You you keep screaming into that pillow. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably uh, how she copes with this, too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, let's go to the store. So you disembark, and uh, despite this being uh, a desert, uh, 
you feel a chill run up your spine as you leave the safety of your ship. Korriban is dense with the feel of the dark side. You can feel it in your mouth. It's a gritty feeling, an uncomfortable feeling. Is it uncomfortable for me or just them? It's not as uncomfortable <laughs> for you. Mmm, sandy. Boy, oh boy, I can really use moth berries and a drink of water. And you, and you are in the uh, the Academy District of Korriban. Uh, there are a lot of bars and shops, and it's it's this seems like a like a college town for rich preppy kids. Man, I hate those guys. And because it's the uh, yeah. it's it's the middle of the night uh, on a weekend, it is very uh, very annoying to be out. Okay, are there uh, do we see a general goods store? There there is a general goods store. Uh, and you see a group of rowdy boys walking into it, hooting and hollering. I'll follow them in. So you, if you follow them in, you'll see them uh, giving shit to the Keldor at the desk, saying do you, things like, "Do you know? You know who we are? We're Sith, bitch." So you're gonna you're gonna help us out. We know you got the good shit, Murph. Give us the good shit, Murph. Excuse me. Uh, boys, did, did you need any help with anything, or... Hey, hey, you stay out of this. Do you know who we are? Oh, are you uh, some little you're, bitch you're Sith? Sith? Oh, we're, we're yeah. Sith. Are you trying to... You, you want to step up? You trying to step up to us? Hey, Hitaka, do you want to beat up these kids? Do you want to beat up some children? Just because they're being mean? Yeah. Yes. I don't have very good intimidation, do I? Your oh. coercion? Well, if you're... uh, Because you're a Wookiee, and if you're trying to scare them off with your size, uh, you can use brawn instead of willpower. Can I flex at them? Yeah, you can flex at them. Yeah, boy. Can I try to lay a sick burn on the leader that the other ones think is funny, so they step off because it's like, yeah, she's alright. Yeah. Just step up! Oh, with your little... You're, you're so short, I'd have to step down to fight you, bitch. Alright, that was some weak shit, so... Um, <laughs> Come on, man, I'm trying! That's gonna be a coercion uh, against two purple, and you're gonna add two blacks onto that. <laughs> Those two blacks are because fuck you. <laughs> Don't hit me with that weak shit. Uh, one failure, two advantages, but one dark side. I can use it to cancel out... Oh, well, no, because I, if I cancel out the failure, then it's still a failure. It's still a failure, yeah. I'll use the dark side to add one advantage. Okay, so that's three advantages? Yeah. All right, so uh, they they start laughing at your fucking weak shit, uh, and your, your feeble anger uh, it makes them laugh even more because these guys have had training in the dark side. So your your shitty attempt to to conjure some sort of evil evil magical aura uh, doesn't impress them, and they just leave because you're not even worth it. They're like, "Okay, Murph, uh, you know, you, you fucking just we'll be back. Don't worry. Fucking take care of these little pieces of shit." Yeah, you better run. <laughs> they they swagger out of the store. Jerks. Boy, you're on a roll today, Conat. Thank you. I know. Don't don't tell anyone about this. That it wasn't it wasn't the best. Oh no, not a word. So you're you're Murph, right? Uh yeah, I am Murph. Uh, what can I do you for? Oh, uh, we were wondering if um you have any hothberries. Ah, uh, I... no, I don't believe I do. What are those? Oh, they go really good with Jediet Coke. 
Um, uh, I'm not really sure uh, I catch your uh, drift. You know, it's the kind of uh, good shit that you might not have for the public. Hothberries and Jediet soda. If you put them together, we make a tasty concoction called Jedi Hoth. <laughs> oh, ah, uh, okay. I, I get you. I get you. <laughs> and he presses a button on his counter and the door shuts and the closed light pops on. And he says, uh, all right, uh, so, uh, what are you in the, uh, in the market for? We're, we're looking for a spirit box. Oh. What? Uh, well, if you'd, uh, come here last week, I would have been more than happy to, uh, sell one to you. Oh, no, did you sell your what? last spirit box? I mean, you say last as if, uh, I had ever encountered more than one, but, uh, yes, I did sell it to, a, a nice gentleman from the academy, uh, about a week ago. Oh, is there anything you can, uh, tell us about this nice gentleman? Uh, well, I mean, I don't like to, uh, rat out my, uh, customers, but, uh... And he holds out his hand in the gimme money motion. Come on, I just got rid of those jerks. Yeah, if they, uh, I would've just, uh, you know, fucked him. You know. Like, fucked him? Yeah. What? What kind of what? story is this? Nah, nah, not in the, I'm sorry, uh, I'm not, uh, I'm not a native basic speaker. What I meant to say is, uh, every once in a while, I have to flood my store with my, uh, my natural gases and, uh, knock some of these little bitch boys out. And he taps his mask. So should we put on a mask too, or? No, 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 it's just, uh, you know, I'm not a native oxygen <clears throat> breather, so, uh, sometimes I like to, uh, if nobody else is in here, I like to, uh, cycle in, uh, some of my own breathing gases filter out the oxygen. And, uh, you know, if, uh, if some little, uh, fop Sith boy decides to, uh, come and give me heck for it, then, uh, maybe I will do it in his presence, and he will strangulate himself to death on my gas. Oh, okay. Alright, so... That's elegant. You want... So you want us to, like, get him in here so that we can... No, uh, no, I don't care so about that... him. If he comes back and uh, harasses me again, I might do it. But, uh, you know, if his Wait, money is green, the... then uh, I will give him what he needs. Wait, did you sell the uh, mine the mine thing to those bitch Sith kids? Uh, a bitch Sith kid, not those ones in particular. Well, uh, our okay. money is green, and uh, I'll give him 500 credits. You know, uh, I hear that the... Uh, that the law program at the academy is uh, pretty good this semester. If you, uh, if any of you were thinking of uh, joining the academy, uh, I would highly recommend enrolling in that particular course. Oh, are there any uh, up-and-coming talents in there to watch? Uh, there might be, there might be, there might be. Someone else give him 500 credits. God damn it. Hey, Taka. She said someone else. <laughs> <laughs> you are someone else. Ah. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> oh, you know, I uh, speaking of uh, Sith law courses, I uh, I read a paper uh, not too long ago from this student on uh, on pre Republic uh, justice systems. It's quite a page turner. A lot of stuff in there on uh, Rakatan justice systems. Uh, what was his name? His name. That's right. His name was Judas Vile. <laughs> Judas Vile. Wow. All right. Well, thank you very much. Uh, we, we appreciate your time. Um, Good luck with your uh, general shop. Good luck on uh, whatever it is you're doing. And uh, I, I don't tell my friend that he owes me one. We will. Bye. 
Oh yeah, one more thing. If you want to get into the academy, uh, you'll need one of these. And he opens a drawer behind his desk and he pulls out a little medallion with a Sith crest on it. Boy, we're oh, really this... going undercover now. Is this like a student card? Uh, essentially, uh, no one can get into the academy unless they have one of these medallions. Now, because these are the Sith, they don't care how you get it or who you get it from as long as you have one. Oh, nice. You got, uh, got one for all of us? Uh, he, he kind of, he, sh- he shuts the drawer again and you can hear, like, it, it sounds like, uh, Scrooge McDuck's coin-filled swimming pool in there. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a yes. I might, for the right price. How much? Well, considering the uh, sky-high rates of tuition at the Sith Academy for uh, students who uh, apply the normal way, I'm thinking that a, a price of a thousand credits per medallion is fair. Just oh, checking to see uh, how much money I have. How do you feel about each? We, uh, We're not going to be staying in the Academy, so we can give these back to you, and then you can sell, resell them right after. Are you really a friend of... Uh, uh... Uh, Jedi Haas? I'm a friend to many. Because, like, you know, you're really ripping us out of a lot of money here. And not really, I mean, you're helping us a little bit, but at oh, what a cost. I'm just oh, saying. What a relief it is. Everything costs. Uh, C- come on, my friend. 700 each. Why don't you uh, roll and negotiate? Okay. So this is going to be negotiation against two red and a purple. Ha ha. Ha ha. Ha My negotiation isn't bad, so that's something. Two red and a purple. Two success, two threat, and one dark side. I will not use the dark side. So uh, he says, uh, all right, 700. However, if I do not get those medallions back when you are done, whatever it is you do, then you will owe me one. And I promise you, you do not want to owe me one. Sounds like a deal, my good man. Let's all give them 700 each here. Okay. I'll uh, take it off of yours. Thank you. Wait, this is on top of that 500 I already gave? Yes. Uh, <laughs> and you still have the most money of everyone. Yeah, but this was from ages ago. I've been hoarding it. We haven't made any money since. It's going towards the Free the Wookiee Fund. Yeah. Don't you want to free the Wookiees? Come on. And as you all dig your coins out of your uh, coin purses, he says, uh, Now, as you uh, mentioned, my friend, I assume you are working for uh, his particular organization and as you are going into the sith academy uh it may be wise to uh find some protection for yourself now if you are in the market for some protection i may be able to help you there as well oh what kind of protection were you thinking well what kind of protection do you need uh in the in the sith academy uh do they all carry sabers or is that um more of a, a thing you get at graduation well, the lightsabers, uh, they are very particular. Only the highest level students and the teachers have those. You have to, I, I think, build them yourself. Now, I don't I don't care anything like that. Okay, perfect. Do they have we don't a need uniform? To be high level. Do, they, do they wear school uniforms? It's uh, kind of a come-as-you-are situation. Now, um, do, we look, do we look like as people who would come as they are at uh, a Sith Academy? Well, I mean, they take all shapes. What a, cause these, these three, so they're all, uh, little goody two-shoes bitch boys. Are they gonna be able to, um, sense that at all? Well, you wouldn't believe how many Jedi dropouts decide to go to the Sith Academy, uh, for, t- for a chance to get some quick power. Oh, yeah. Oh. Well, we should be fine, then. Yeah, no, yeah, we're good. 
I have no problem with uh, what we're doing uh, with what we're doing here and the uh, the trail that we're about to embark on. Now, uh, you do uh, you do look like you are pretty well defended yourselves, but uh, if you need any uh, upgrades or modifications, I'd be willing to take care of that for you as well for a price. Can I buy some backhand shock gloves from this guy? You you probably could. Okay, how much are they going to cost if I buy them from him? Well, he's he's kind of a gouger, so they'd be two thousand. But he says, uh, "Well, if you're in the interest, looking for uh, some backhand shock glove. Now, it's not exactly a backhand shock glove, but uh, just just a sec." And he and he goes into the back room, and he comes out with a little diode, uh, a pair of little diodes, and he says, "You know, these uh, these I'd be willing to part with for much cheaper." Oh, what are those? If you are, uh, you appear to be, uh, low on, uh, monies. Yes, what are those? And he says, uh, now, this is, uh, what you call a stun pulse. You see, uh, those little divots in the knuckles of your gloves there? I see them. You put one of these in there, and, uh, the people that you, uh, you shock with those, uh, well, they ain't gonna be walking right for the rest of their lives. I do like that. <laughs> sure, I'll get that instead. How, how much is that gonna be? Now, those I'd be willing to, uh, if you want the full package, you want uh, one for every knuckle. I sure do. That would be uh, eh, 400 credits. I'll take it. Thank you. So he gives you the the diodes to put in the knuckles of your uh, Infinity Gauntlet, and he gives you the medallions (laughs) for entry into the Sith Academy. All right, let's uh, have ourselves an adventure and find this Judas Bile. Now you better come back. We will. Hey, hey. Well, <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm watching uh, I'm watching uh, Kona to make sure she, she doesn't say sucker as soon as we exit the uh, building. What we will probably probably in case we don't like get run out of the school. Oh, it's wait. Are, is this get is this going to be uh, uh, a never been kissed scenario where we are like old adults pretending to be kids at the school? The only rule the only rule of infiltrating the Sith Academy is don't fall in love. <laughs> Legally. Yeah. Legally, yes, it's the Jesus. <laughs> okay, let's get in that academy. Alright, so there is a transport uh that is taking people directly. There's a shuttle directly to the Sith Academy entrance. Okay. Uh leaves every every ten minutes or so, so you can you can hop on there. Uh it's five credits each. Losing a lot of money this session. Yeah, what the fuck, man? Why is it always like the five credits that hurts the most? Because it makes your even number uneven. Although my number was never even to begin with. I can't even with this. <laughs> Alright. So you pay your dues and you aboard the shuttle and it takes you to this immense black pyramid that is standing on the edge of a cliff that leads into a valley of tombs and statues and it drops you off at the front entrance and uh, other people disembark with you people with some of them have duffel bags they appear to be new recruits some of them uh, are returning back from a night of debauchery Uh, and as they go in uh, a guard steps up to you a dark armored guard and says present your medallions can do medallions presented and he inspects them, and he gives you the once-over, and he says, uh, I haven't seen you guys here before. You, uh, new? Yes, first day. Well, uh, I'm not gonna ask how you got those medallions, but, uh, congratulations. If, uh, if you defeated one of our students, you must have a lot of power. Oh, absolutely. Com- fully and completely. Tons of power. Now, uh, before you came here, did you, uh, enroll in anything in particular, or are you just here for general studies? Oh, what was uh, it? We're, the, um... I, I was... 
The law I was program, thinking he said? the law program, indeed. I was hoping to specialize in Quidditch. <laughs> we're, we're all space, law space students. Quidditch. Oh, law students. Okay, well, um, might want to head to our, our uh, library first, then. There's a lot of tomes and holocrons, if you can access them, that may have uh, what you seek. Try to ingratiate yourself with one of the masters, and they will, uh, they will tell you everything you need to know. Okay, let's... Thank you for the, for the help. You're welcome. Thanks, sir. Okay, let's uh, go to our starting area and meet the first NPCs. <laughs> <laughs> so you're in the starting area. Hooray. Who do we got for so... NPCs around? There's a, there's a lot of NPCs milling around. Uh, they seem to be doing mostly like static canned motions. A lot of it is like the same, uh, you know, all all of the animations that they reuse from Mass Effect in every single game. <laughs> oh yeah, it's just like a sea of that. Like it's a sea of somebody <laughs> like walking and ta- and talking and stopping and then turning, or like a guy like shaking his hands a little bit. There's one person dancing in the corner badly, just an overloop. Does anyone look like, um, you know, not literally, but like hypothetically, they might have an exclamation point over their head or something? Uh, why don't you roll me a three purple perception to try and identify uh, a quest-giving NPC? Can do. Three purple? Yep. Perception. By Menon. Yes. One success and two threat. All right, uh, Hitaka, you see uh, uh, a young man, a young human man in his early 20s uh, carrying a stack of books into the restricted area of the library. Uh, You notice that a lot of these books, uh, based on their spines, have have titles that are like uh, Pre-Republic Justice, uh, Rakatan Punishment Systems, early Jedi traditions, things like that. By the way, I got uh, a success, a threat, and a triumph. My perception got real good, by the way. Uh, Bok Joy, you notice the same thing. Uh, However, in the restricted zone, uh, you also notice a book. uh, Maybe it's it's kind of... uh, influenced by what you've been working on but you you see a book that kind of is like hey that could be useful for me and it's a book um about hyperspace tablets and pre-republic hyperspace lanes um do i have to sign it out or it's in the restricted section okay so we got to get in there definitely yeah okay and that's where your your uh... npc is going so I'm pretty sure that's our guy, and I'm pretty sure that we got to get into the restricted area. Uh, I wonder if anybody knows actually how to get into the restricted area? I mean, if that guy was any indication, sneaking might be the way. Okay. All right. Well, um... I mean, actually, was he sneaking the... or was he confident? He wasn't sneaking. He was He was confident. He he belonged there. Oh, I see. I'm pretty good at stealth. Yeah, I think Zap is our, uh, our man in the shadows. Sh- sh- should I, like... Is there any, like, um terminals around here that I might be able to uh, uh, go on to and see if I can get into like a security access for the uh, shit? Uh, yeah, there is a terminal beside the giant laser wall that separates the restricted section from the public section. Oh. Is anybody guarding it? Yes. I um, can distract was... them and you can get access. And then okay. when you take down the security measures, you can like kill the lights and then Zap can sneak across. Sneaky like. It's like we're heisting or something. Yeah, let's heist. Okay, who's guarding the terminal? There's a a tough looking guy in this it's it's the same sort of black armor as the guards at the front of the school. I'll um be like, Oh excuse me. Excuse me, sir. Uh you you work with the the school and the library? 
Uh, I am. You, you, you do? Yes. Oh, uh, maybe you could help me, and I'll, I'll kind of, um, I'll point at the stacks, like, away from him, and I'm just like, I, I'm trying to find, like, the, uh, the law books on, um, uh, future developments, but, like, I just, I can't find them anywhere, and, like, I, I, the, the space Dewey Death I'm sure I don't me. know. Go and ask a librarian. I, I couldn't see any librarians. Where are the librarians? I don't know. I am not paid to watch the librarians. I'm paid to watch people like you and make sure they don't sneak into the restricted area and get taken over by some ancient Sith spirit because they think they can handle the power. Oh, oh is that fuck. what's in the restricted area? <laughs> there's lots of things in the restricted area. Oh, but there's ancients. Oh, have you ever met anyone who, who snuck in and got possessed? That sounds really cool. It was a joke. People don't actually get possessed in the restricted area. Then why is it the restricted area? Sorry, I'm not. I'm not in this conversation. Yeah, Balk, you're supposed to be sneaking up behind him to get to that terminal while I'm babbling. Okay. What if you you're sneaking up to the panel and then he says something that you have an opinion about? <laughs> and you're like, yeah, hey. Hey. <laughs> how dare you? Um, I don't. I don't say that. If anything, I say that under my breath. But yeah. All right, so you're going to distract him. You're trying to charm him, hey, Kona? Yeah. I roll two failures, two advantage, and a dark side. I just... Yeah, I'll use that dark side point to um at least get another advantage. I maybe can't charm him. Yeah, you can't charm him. However, he says, uh, you know, you're starting to get on my nerves. If you don't shut up, I'm going to have to eject you from this place myself. Eject me? Where would you even eject me to? You can't talk Outside. to that way. I've paid good money to be here, and you can't... My my family is very powerful, and Good you, money? You, you look... How much money can you have? Look, you're dressed in rags, with a stolen medallion, no doubt. Stolen? What? No. My... You know, I don't care if you steal the medallion, but if you're gonna come in here dressed like that, you should at least have some respect for the teachings and the lore of the Sith. Now get out of here. My family is very rich and powerful, and it won't be the last time that you've heard of the Cut Clan. Get out, and he shoves you. I'll, 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 I'll let myself get shoved, but I'm not leaving. How many I'll other people like, are me, in me, here? Me, me, me. There, There's <laughs> people who are like, uh, this again? <laughs> like, people, there, people are doing the thing where it's like, they're trying really hard not to look at what's going on just because it's so embarrassing. <laughs> so, uh, Bok Joy, you have created an opening because now this guy is completely focused on Konut. I will take this opportunity to look, or to uh, uh, go onto the compi and uh, have some fun. All right, so that is going to be a red and two purple. I'm going to use another destiny point on you. Uh, two success and an advantage. You you are able to hack into the system. Uh, strangely enough, the architecture of the uh, whatever operating system it is that runs this laser wall is similar to Zerka system architecture. Interesting. Interesting indeed. Alright, let's turn off the laser wall. Or wait, um, while I'm turning off the laser wall, does it say what the what you need to have in order to actually get into the restricted uh, room? Because I'm actually curious myself. Uh, yeah, there is a uh, kind of the slot on the, um, on the kind of the little console, and it's almost like a, uh, a little hole that a tube could go into. Okay. And there's a once you get into the men, menus um there is a there is an option for kyber sensor. So it appears that 
you, in order to get into the restricted area, you need to put a lightsaber into there, and then it can detect if it's a real lightsaber, and then it'll let you in. Okay, that's interesting. Unfortunately, we don't have a real lightsaber, so... Um... Well, we did take Brutal's. But do you have it with you? Did you bring Brutal's Jedi lightsaber with you into the Sith Academy? Uh, you know what? I probably... Like, I ha- I did say that I'm going to take his lightsaber, uh, and I probably just put it on my belt. So, yeah, let's do that. Yeah. So, uh, in o- so you don't need to necessarily hack it, but you could probably disable portions of the laser wall. Uh, but now that you know how to do it, uh, you- there is an alternate way. The, pr- the problem, the thing is that if we go in there um, justfully, if we go in there without hacking, we can get out. Whereas if uh, we go in without an actual way to get out, I feel as though that would be a little bit more detrimental to our situation. So let's use the lightsaber. Okay, I, I, lo- I log off and everything, and uh, I go back to the group and I tell them the plan. You like, do, do you do like a loop around and then come back? Yeah. All right, so the guard is still arguing with Konut, but the, uh, you can tell the rest of the, you can tell Zap and Hitaka what you found. Okay, uh, so basically we could go, uh, we could just use the lightsaber that I have from Brutal and, and just go, and just walk in. That's all you really needed. Oh, just a lightsaber? Yeah, that's essentially a key. Well, we can use it as a key. And then, you know, I could just tell, uh, tell that you guys are my plus one and <laughs> plus two, and, uh, I think we'll, uh, we'll be fine. The power was inside of us all along. Exactly. All right, uh, I'm, uh, all right, I'm gonna attempt it. Well, or should one of you attempt it? I'm not very confident. It's one of my character flaws. I'm the best at this. Do you want Do you want the lightsaber and try and like convince him to get all of us in? I don't know how much convincing there needs to be, but I've been convincing you this whole time. Okay. <laughs> Pointing to my head. <laughs> Zap's like, yeah. Yeah, I got him for life, bitch. <laughs> got this. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. You know how you feel so respectful towards me? <laughs> Alright, well, you, you take the lightsaber and get us in there. Alright. <laughs> I'll take the lightsaber and hunt, head over. Alright, and do you have See, it? What, you, just, you just put this in here, or you just have to show it to him? Uh, I think it, uh, it's a slot, right? It's a tube that you have to put it yeah. into, and then you go in. Alright. Like, hopefully you don't have to do any talking, he just allows us all to go in there, but just in case he stops the rest of us. Mm-hmm. I mean, you might have to if it wants to you to explain why you're using a Jedi's lightsaber to get into the Sith restricted zone. Yeah, but... Yeah, we can just try it, though. Yeah, we can just try it. Yeah. Worst comes to worst, you can annoy him again. Or we could just, like, Jedi mind trick him out. Yeah. Maybe I'll annoy him so much that he won't even notice. <laughs> Alright, let's do it. Dun, 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 dun. So I walk on up casually, like I own the place, and use the lightsaber. All right, so you put it in the slot, and the laser wall drops one by one. Each of the generators, it drops down. And as the guard's arguing with Conut, he stops for a moment and says, My lord, as uh, the laser wall drops before returning his attention to Conut. So are you going to get out of here or not? No, I'm not going to get out of here. I have as much right to be here as anyone else. You don't Excuse have as much me, right sir. to be here as him. You don't even have a lightsaber. Excuse I, me, I have sir. as much right to be here as <laughs> that guy, and I'll just point to a random dude sitting at a table. Excuse me, sir. Is my translator bothering you? Oh, my lord, this is uh, your attaché? Uh, yes, indeed. Uh, <laughs> apologies if she is uh, 
if you sent her ahead uh, to get the uh, your place ready for you, I, I apologize. She did not act in the way that one would expect a servant to act. Yes, this is my this is my translator, as well as my bodyguard and my manservant ward. <laughs> oh, girl, woof woof. <laughs> well, I uh, I apologize for my rudeness, and I hope the evening finds you well, my lord. And to you. <laughs> Yeah. Shall we? I'm uh, a bodyguard. All right. Uh, I can't wait to get you. I can't wait to get you drinks later on, sir. Uh, uh, let's get. Let's go in, you guys. Uh, let's go. Oh, I'll kind of uh, give him one last stink eye before we go through. You you do that. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, the you restricted don't. section is dank with the smell of musty old books and tomes and other things. I just really hope you were gonna say dusty old memes. There are tomes of dusty old memes in there as well. It's dank as hell. Yeah, there's ancient uh, ancient Sith memes in there. Leroy Jenkins, damn it, Daniel. Charlie <laughs> uh, bit my finger. Charging my lasers. <laughs> it's just what the old ones spoke of. <laughs> okay, is there any sign of uh, where our, our buddy went? Uh, yeah, he's sitting at one of the tables, uh, kind of reading through one of his many tomes. Evening. Uh, Hi. How how are you doing today? Oh, I'm uh, I'm pretty good. How how are you? Oh, you know, we're good. Um, so what you reading? Oh, I'm uh, I'm just uh, <laughs> reading some uh, books on Wakatan law. I'm I'm actually I'm studying. Uh, I've it's you know I, I've been working on this thing. It's actually pretty cool. It's about. Uh, did you know that the Wakatans they had these things called mind prisons? No, and... no tell me more. Oh, are you are you sure? Because I mean, it's a lot of people think this, this stuff's pretty boring. Are you are you doing law? Oh, I sure am, and I love hearing about Rakatan history and law. Oh, then you must know all about the the mind prisons. Well, I'm I'm uh, I'm new to the program. I'm still learning, but please, it would be wonderful to hear about it from us a a, uh, a specialist perspective. Oh yeah, uh, I actually I actually wrote a paper on it one time. Uh, my name is uh, Judas Vile. Yes. It's wonderful to meet you, Judas Vile. Maybe, um... It's a very vile name you have there. It's wonderful to meet you, Judas. <laughs> I feel like I, I don't know you very well, but I feel like I can trust you implicitly. <laughs> We're going to be great friends. Pray you don't betray me, Judas. <laughs> I just get fucking weird with this guy. You know, don't maybe, betray uh, me! Maybe you could tell me about it later on. Maybe we could, uh, like, me, me and my friends, we, uh, were, um... It's our first time on this campus. It'd be great to chit-chat. Do you want to hang out later? We can go get dinner, go get drinks. Uh, well, I'm actually going to be here for a few more hours, but if you want to want to stay and read with me, that's pretty cool. Yeah, we can stay and read with you. <laughs> oh, no. oh, no, he's going to be too nice of a guy, and it's going to be a hard time getting that fucking thing out of <laughs> uh, possession, isn't it? So have you ever you guys... uh, seen a Rakatan mine prison? Uh, yeah, I actually, I was able, I, I bought one from this, uh, trader in town. Zap, Zap, what did you have in mind? I don't know, I just got invited to this bitch and kegger. <laughs> <laughs> wow, are they, uh, they, are they pretty common these days, or easy to get your hands on? Oh, uh, no, they're super rare. Oh, wow. You must have, uh, you must be keep. yeah, you can't, I can't believe you'd tell me about that if they're so rare. What if, uh, you should be keeping that locked up tight? In case anyone could overhear you. Maybe other people would want to get their hands on it. Oh, uh, well, you know, it takes a certain breed to be able to get into the restricted section. I guess that's true. 
Wait, do you just keep it in the restricted section? No, no, I keep it somewhere safe. Oh, like in like in a nice like nice lockbox in your dorm room. Oh no, somewhere safe. I, I mean, to tell you the truth, it's kind of uh, like I've kind of gotten all my use out of it that I needed for my paper, and I'm just kind of keeping it around because I like it now. Aw, you should display it where people can see it. Then it's a wonderful conversation piece. No, nah, no, nah, I've moved on nah. to uh, I've moved on to to bigger and better pursuits. Oh, like what? I wouldn't be interested. Of course, I would be interested. I'm. I think you're very interesting. You have very like pretty you. eyes. <laughs> Roll me a deception <laughs> check. <laughs> I don't know where we're going with this guy. I just want him to tell me where to find this fucking box. I like you. Let's do this. <laughs> Let's hang out. Can it be a charm? Um, no, you're lying to him. You're saying you like him and he has pretty eyes. I said I think he's very... He might have pretty eyes. He does not. (laughs) (laughs) Can you tell behind his obviously nerdy glasses? I could tell from his voice that he's got nerdy glasses. His glasses are so thick he can see into the past. (laughs) (laughs) Are his glasses so thick that they have like the anime spirals on them at all times? Yeah. Nice. Is he he a human? He, He appears to be human. Is he a human version of Bok Joy? Uh, no, he is significantly fatter. <laughs> oh, you're, you're different breeds of nerd. Okay, so what's this going to be for deception? This is going to be a three purple deception. And because he has uh, low self-esteem and knows he does not have pretty eyes, you're going to add a black to that as well. <sighs> Can I flip a destiny point to give myself a green? Yeah. Gosh darn. One failure, two advantage, and one dark side. I'll use my dark side for an advantage. All right. I don't know how much conflict this is giving me this session, but fuck it. And he says, uh, you're trying to get something out of me, aren't you? I, well, to tell you, to tell you the truth, um, we, we read your paper and we were just, just really fascinated by it. And we just wanted to get to know you better. So you could, uh, steal my Wakatan mind poison, I assume? No. We just wanted to know the mind behind the paper and the thoughts. We want to know you. We want to pick your brain, but we didn't want to come off creepy. I mean, it's our first time meeting. Well, well, look, okay. Now, it may surprise you, but I don't exactly have a lot of friends. What? You? I bet that you're so popular you don't even know. And that's why you think you don't have friends, because you don't even know. Look, I can tell a liar when I see one, and you are a major liar. Hey, hey, uh, if we wanted, wanted that mine crystal, how much would it be for us to buy it off of you? Well, obviously, with the uh, unique nature of the piece, I wouldn't be willing to part with it for mere credits. Oh, well, well what, would, what would you be willing to part with it for? You know, like, we can we can hang out, you can go on a date with Haitaka, mm, you know. Haitaka, is a, Haitaka has a wonderful personality, don't you, Haitaka? I'm beautiful Water. too. Excuse you. Her is banging. She has powerful thighs. Yes, I'm sure she is the the best bitch at the show. Can <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>, we? <laughs> yep. Well, I know what I want to do now. Oh, okay. What would uh? What what could we do for you? Have Mi- any of you ever heard of the five faces of darkness? Have we ever heard of the five faces of darkness? Uh, if you want to roll me a five faces of lore. Sure, what what would it be for lore? Five purple. Oh, oh fuck. Oh my god! One I success, got, one what, I got a success! I only have two green to lore! But I got five threat. 
five threats. I was fully expecting it to be a failure, and Kona would just be like, I've heard of the five faces of, of darkness. I know that was my nickname in college. So, Kona, uh, you know that the uh, the five faces of darkness uh, was the name of a, uh, a five-part episode of a children's cartoon show that you watched when you were growing up? Okay. Was this Space okay. Transformers or Space Gargoyles? It was, yeah, it was, it was wow. Spargoyles. It was Trandoshan Gargoyles. Oh god, Stargoyles. We have a title name. Yeah, it was, it was your favorite. It was your favorite arc in the uh, in the Stargoyles series. Nice. What what happened have in the arc? Episode title. Uh, in the arc Star of Stargoyles, uh, there were these five masks uh, that the Stargoyles had to gather in order to pre- uh, prevent their enemy from uh, returning an ancient evil to life. Okay, so the five faces of darkness are like five masks. What? No. Oh, you're talking about that fucking cartoon show? Wait, we're in the past. <laughs> How old is this cartoon? You're a fucking retro hippie nerd. <laughs> Out on trend, don't even, like... I only watch cartoons of course that are I... at least five billion years old, thanks. Now, uh... Of course I would be one as well. Yeah, so did you get any threat? I got one threat. Alright, so you, uh, you, 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 you kind of, you've heard of it as well, um... You don't believe it's the cartoon show. You're a little bit, uh, like, the, your embarrassment for Conut gives you a strain, but you do know the straight, <laughs> the straight dope. Uh, and, and Judas, he says, uh, it's, uh, you know, they haven't even finished dubbing that yet. Uh, did you, did you watch it in the, uh, the original language? Yeah, I watched it in the, um, the original Sherwalk. It's incredible. Yeah, well, it's also incredibly Wong. Wong, as in not correct. I, I'm sorry if you have oh. a problem with the original purest form. Now, uh, uh, you, Mr. Big Brain, <laughs> can you tell me, do you know about the Five Faces of Darkness? Um, yeah, I know about the Five, uh, I know about the, uh, five uh, Faces of Darkness. Uh, now, Bok Joy, because you've had the opportunity to kind of read a little bit of things, uh, this actually, you got this information from uh, Mother Ogwin's journal her uh, her tome that you got from the dathomir witches if you've had time to read that at all uh they there is a mention of the five faces of darkness which were a group of ancient sith lords that did something or other to help the sith empire it doesn't didn't really go into detail but it does mention them okay uh i mentioned that and also while i'm at it i'm gonna go towards that tome that uh i was uh, that i saw that i'm interested in and uh see if i can take it no, I don't you think can, I need to like steal it or no, anything. No, it's just a book. I think I you can, can you just can, like, take it out. You can take it off the shelf. Yeah. It says, oh, that's an excellent choice. That's a it's an excellent tome. Are you interested in? Uh, uh, are you a, a a scholar or are you a ship twabbler? Uh, a little bit. A little bit of column A. A little bit of column B. Oh, that's a uh, that's a very good uh, very good choice though. But anyway, uh, so as I was saying, yes, the five faces of darkness. There were ancient Sith lords, and they have a tomb here on Korban. And it's rumored that there is a uh, there are talismans that belong to them that are given to those who are worthy. Now, there's one in particular that I am after. But the problem is, because there are five of them, you need five people to go into the tomb. So we can be our four extra friends, and we can all hang out for the day. And go get some talismans. And we can talk about stargoyles, you and me. Yes. I love Stargoyles. Did you, uh, did you have a... <laughs> no, one, one, se- one second. <laughs> Below my breath, I just go, nerds. 
<laughs> it was a bad day when Bok Joy is critiquing anyone for being a nerd. <laughs> nerd. <laughs> just let me have, anyway, just let me enjoy myself. <laughs> I just I just do I just do it low enough so that he doesn't hear, but but Conan does. <laughs> Fuck you. Now, uh, if you guys are going to help me go into the tomb, uh, I I need to get the coin of Sinob Tefa. Uh, what's that? It's the the talisman that I'm after. Oh, but you can you guys can take the other ones, but I just need that coin. Ooh, okay, cool. Yeah, that's reasonable. By any chance, are the other talismans masks? No, I I told you the they just stole the name. They don't actually have anything to do with the actual uh, people. That's a shame. I always thought Stargoyles uh, was surely more mythologically aware than that. Uh, I mean, they get some things right, but uh, you know, lately they've been going in a real uh, social justice wookie direction. <laughs> Oh, maybe we shouldn't talk about Stargoyles. It's <laughs> just they heard China's female writers, you know. Okay, so uh, when uh, where where is this tube, and when 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 can we go? Well, what is it now? It's uh midnight or the witching hour. Yeah, let's throw aside these. Bo- well, don't throw them aside. Put them away nicely. But uh, toss aside these books and let's go raid a tomb. Yeah, we could go raid this tomb. It's the <laughs> middle of the night. Nobody. It's the spooky time. Yeah. What was the last time you went out at midnight to raid a tomb? Uh, last week. There's a lot of tomb waiting going on. Oh, really? Huh. <laughs> yeah, a lot of a lot of students, they like to go into the Valley of the Dark Lords and try to go into the tombs and uh, try to curry the favor of the spirits of the deceased Sith Lords in there. Most of them end up dying, but a couple of them actually, uh, they actually get the power they're looking for. Well, now I feel very boring. It's been an entire month since we raided a tomb. Tomb Raider... I mean, I guess technically it's been an entire minus 4,000 years since you raided a tomb. We have yet to ever Touché. raid a tomb. We're ahead of our time. Yes. Okay, let's let's go. So you uh, you go out and uh, Judas, he is able to rent a speeder from the academy to take you into the Valley of the Dark Lords. What do you think the odds are that uh, this dude named Judas is going to betray us when we're in the middle of the the tomb to uh I was just thinking. All the I mean, I'd be... Don't worry, I'm already I mean, I'm mad at him that he called me a bitch, so... I mean, Garrett Darkstab was pretty nice. That's true. I mean, honestly, I'd be surprised if it didn't happen. <laughs> I mean, I feel like the, these Sith, a lot of them just have unfortunate names. So Judas uh, drives this speeder uh, through the Valley of the Dark Lords, and as you enter, you can feel this, this oppressive presence that is weighing on your very souls as the the spirits of these ancient dead wizards try to claw their way back from the netherworld of chaos and into the realm of the living. So why doesn't everybody roll me a fear check? Hell yeah. Uh, what are we rolling? That's discipline? Uh, discipline or cool. Discipline or cool. So this is gonna be a two purple fear check. However, Bok Joy... As uh, you are a cowardly creature, you can add two blacks onto that. Motherfucker! <laughs> that's 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 uh, that's bullshit. That's uh, come on, Scoob. Well, See here. One. Ha! Ah! Ha! Sorry. Go ahead. One success, two threat. All of mine canceled. All of mine canceled, except a triumph. <laughs> two advantages. Okay, so for everybody that failed, um. As long as you are in this valley, all of your rolls will have a black added onto them. 
Oh man. Okay. Zap, because you got two advantages, um, on your next check in the valley, you can add a blue. And on the check after that, you can add a blue. Uh, but Sweet. no more after that. Gotcha. Uh, so, Hitaka, you take two strain. And Bach, because you got that uh, that triumph, you, uh, you, you do not suffer that black. And you cannot be afraid again in this valley. Woohoo! You know what it's like to have uh, dark minds crawling around inside of you. Uh, and you got that shit on lockdown. Yeah. Scare me <laughs> once, shame on you. Scare me twice. Won't be scared again. You're not gonna scare me again. <laughs> but eventually, you make it to this uh, this giant, uh, almost like a pentagonal pyramid, this five sided pyramid, and on each of them there is what appears to be a mask, a giant mask on one of each faces of this pyramid, and there is a door that is on the outside at ground level, an ornate door. Ah, I knew there would be masks. Ha ha. There we go, that's a start. Alright, so... Choose wisely. So, alright, any ideas? <laughs> uh, Judas, do you know anything about these masks? Uh, well, I think each of these represents the... See, these Sith Lords, a lot of the ancient Sith Lords wore masks and helmets and things. Uh, so I think that just represents each of the each of the different Lords. You can see, uh, there's Sinobtafa up there, and there's, uh, there's the other ones. Okay, should we just, um, go in the first Walk one and or... see what happens? Start at the at the left and work our way right. Well, there's there's one door that's the entrance. Oh, I see. Okay, let's go to the main entrance. Okay, I, I was thinking for a second that since there's five of since there's five of us and like five masks. Never mind. Anyways, I was thinking there were five entrances. Anyways, yeah. Okay. There's there's one entrance, and as you go in, you're in this uh, this low ceilinged antechamber, and there are five doors. Hey. In this there we fucking go. God damn it. <laughs> Are there any markings or signs on the doors? Yeah, each one of the doors has the mask of one of the five faces of darkness. I guess we have to try all of them. Well, we I think the point of having five people here is so that five people go in each of the doors. All right, listen. The time to hesitate is through. We got to each find a door. Figure this out. Uh, can you can you tell us a bit about each of uh, each of the Sith lords associated with the masks? Uh, yeah. Okay. So this one, this one's mine. Any points to? The one in the middle, uh, and he says, uh, "This is uh, that's Sinob Tefa. That's the one I'm after. She was a uh, she was known as the Arbiter, and she had this uh, this this coin, right? And that's what I'm after. I think her coin was a uh, rumor to be buried with her, and it should be deep in her tomb after we after Wait, we all clear the, these wombs. Are are all of these tombs or? Yeah, they're buried at the end of uh. See, these are these are challenge rooms, and uh." Sometimes Sith apprentices have gone in here to try to defeat the challenge rooms to get to the tombs at the end of the hall, and then they can uh, collect these talismans that the Sith Lords have left behind. So far, nobody's been able to do it. But uh, I have faith in you guys, right? Yeah, friend squad. So far, nobody who's so, come in here has come back out, so... I'm having second thoughts. No Let time for that. Together. Who are the other ones? <laughs> and he points to one, he says, That one is, uh, that's Ketis Coley. That's the, uh... An ancient Sith politician. He was a uh, governor of Korriban for a while, and uh, he negotiated. See, all of these Sith lords—they uh, they're famous for they fought off this mysterious alien invasion that was threatening to uh, over overrun the Sith Empire, and they fought them off, and they were entombed here, honored, and they all have their, their talismans. Now, Kedis Kali, Kedis Kali was the one who negotiated the peace treaty with uh, 
with the leader of the evil alien army, and by negotiate, I mean Kedus Kali assassinated the leader during the negotiations. Nice, <laughs> very cool. Who is the next one? This one is uh, Sachet Rabin. Sachet Rabin is the, the scholar. He created a giant leviathan that decimated the evil alien armies using Sith alchemy. Ooh. That one over there is Thiam Delba. Thiam Delba was a great Sith warrior who defeated the alien general in one-on-one combat. And the one over there, the last one on the end, is Shoru Vodi. Shoru Vodi was a powerful Sith pilot who single-handedly destroyed the <laughs> Sith's battleship. This, se- this seems as though this is, like, destined for each of us. It's almost as though... All of us have a particular door that we are destined to go through. What if it turns out it was made for me? (laughs) What if it turns out that these were us? Like when we traveled back in time even farther? Oh dear! Oh dear! (laughs) Okay, so uh, Balk, you you take the warrior room. What? No! No! Fuck you! I'm going with the scholar. (laughs) Okay, I'll take the politician. I guess. (laughs) I'll take the warrior room. I was really hoping that somebody would, like, I'll take the pilot room and Zap be like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Come on, Zap, go show him your one-on-one combat skills. <laughs> okay, so so what's the plan? We all go in at once and um, see everybody on the other side? Sure. Um, mi- mi- Mr. Bile? Uh, yeah. So is that the plan? Should we just walk in and uh, to our individual doors and then go, or...? Uh, I think so. Uh, you see, I've I've kind of tagged along a couple of times on, and, and I, I I don't want to say I spied, but uh, I saw some people go into these rooms, and uh, they didn't come out. So I don't know if they won or or what, but uh, I that seems to be how people do it. They just all go in, and then uh, well, then I don't know what. All right, let's go in. Woo! All right. So as you all uh, take your place in front of each of the doors, as soon as all five of you are in place, all of the doors open. See y'all later, probably. And you all step inside, and the doors close behind you, and each of you finds yourselves in a large, round chamber. And uh, for each of you, there is something in the middle of the room. Who wants to uh, inspect their room first? I'll check it out. All right, so uh, Zap, in the middle of the room, you find uh, what appears to be a pilot's chair. It almost looks like the uh, the pilot's chair from uh, the crash spaceship in Alien, except there's no pilot in it. <laughs> Is it huge? It's uh, person-sized. Okay, I will go to sit in it. You go and you sit in the pilot's chair, and uh, as as your ass touches it, these red fibers explode from the chair and start digging themselves into your body and into your nerves. Oh no! Oh boy, I would suck if that was the end. Can I, can I stand up? <laughs> No, it's okay. It's going to launch you into a video, ga- a virtual gaming platform. You can, you We're can try to stand up. Player one episode. But as you, as well, you kind of try to, if you try to pull yourself away from the chair, the fibers tighten and pull you back into the chair. Oh. You could, you, okay. you, you, you could probably struggle against them if you wanted to. If I you really not. wanted I'll to. But if you, if you let them take you. Uh, the last thing you feel is these fibers, these red fibers digging into the back of your head. Uh, and then you can feel yourself at the controls of a starfighter and you feel yourself in the, in the zero G cockpit of a Sith starfighter some hundreds of years ago. And your vision soon becomes clouded and you see that you are in the middle of a battle in, uh, 
in space above this planet. You don't know what planet it is, but the battle is taking place within the rings of this planet, and it almost appears as if there are no enemy starfighters. You can see Sith ships to the left of you and to the right, ancient Sith star destroyers and other fighters that are that look similar to what you can see is the uh, the ship that you're in. And they seem to be doing battle with the rings of the planet itself. The rocks, the asteroids within the rings, almost these coral-like asteroids start launching molten lava projectiles at the Sith fleet. Uh, and all of them are kind of surrounding this one large asteroid that seems to be uh, in charge of this alien group that is controlling these asteroid fighters. I'm going to have to avoid asteroids if I'm going to go straight at that thing, then. Or am I uh, close enough to fire? Well, you're you're a little bit beyond. Right now, the, uh, the largest alien ship is kind of hiding inside the rings of the asteroid, so it's surrounded by rocks. So can I somehow pull into the asteroid field and kind of maneuver around it? Yeah, if you want to, if you want to navigate to get a look at this thing and try and uh, figure figure out what's going on here, that is going to be a uh, a three purple piloting with a black to avoid getting hit by the asteroids. I get two success, one threat. So you are able to uh, navigate around this thing. Um, however, uh, if you try to reach out with the force to get a sense of what these things are doing, you can't. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to try and get closer while in the asteroid field, kind of maneuvering around the asteroids, or kind of getting the, seeing if I can kind of um, get the flow of how it's moving, so not going to just smash right into me. Yeah, you can. With that with that success from that piloting, you can do that. You can get kind of the flow of it. I see, I'm just trying to look for any kind of weaknesses or any points where I can shoot. Uh, well, you can't sense it in the force, but your scanners may be able to tell some things. Oh, good. I'll use those then. What role would that be? Uh, so to scan, uh, that's going to be a three purple computers. Okay, one success, three threats. All right, so you can, uh, y- your computer scanner, it is able to scan. Uh, however, because of the, uh, the transmissions and you're in the asteroid field and everything and all of the metals of the asteroids are kind of fucking with your scanners, you're not able to get a complete picture. Uh, however, what you are able to glean from this is that there is something, something that's generating a lot of heat in the middle of this large asteroid battle station. And uh, this heat is being vented to several small exhaust ports on the surface of the ship. Exhaust ports? That's my middle name. Can I target one? Uh, You can. Because you're kind of flying past it, you'll have to do another loop around uh, to get into position is going to be a two purple piloting with uh, a black for your fear, as you are okay. still afraid. Well, I forgot I get a blue on this, too. Five success, two advantages, one triumph. All right. Nice. You, you are in excellent position. You were able to spot one of these, uh, one of these exhaust ports. It is down at the end of a long, narrow trench that would provide you cover from, uh, from these molten rock slags that these small ships are firing. Knew I could do it better than Skywalker. <laughs> Don't get cocky, kid. Gonna roll that. So you're able to dive down this trench, uh, and the exhaust port is coming up. So that's going to be a, uh, a gunnery, a two purple gunnery. Because you got that triumph, uh, you can use that almost as a destiny point upgrade without using a destiny point. Okay, so they're blue then. Oh. That upgrades a green yeah. to a yellow, or if you're all yellow, it adds a green. Right, got it. Okay, and who else is add use one of those? Okay, and a black sphere. Two success, three advantage. It goes in. Your fucking amazing force-powered shot 
goes right into the sphincter of the exhaust port, and as you pull away out of the rings of the asteroid, you can feel a shudder as the ship explodes behind you. And then the shudder continues to grow, and it almost feels as if your ship is being overtaken by it, uh, until there's a bright flash, and Zap, you are thrown from the pilot's chair, and the door at the end of the room opens. Ooh, Kobayashi Maru, this is not. Who's next? I guess I can go. All right, Bok Joy. Uh, Similarly to Zap, uh, you see something that is in the middle of this room. It is a table of vials and filters and other alchemical ingredients. Um, let me, uh, like, okay, so it's just a bunch of vials and ingredients. What, uh, how many, uh, ingredients are there? There are several. There's various tubes and, uh bottles of of different types of liquids and solids and pieces of matter from animals and beasts and bugs is there a book there as well by chance or there is no book there okay i will go up to the table and i will um start touching things as you start touching things uh, as you try to pull your hands away from touching one of the things, you find that now the same red fibers that Zap came across are connecting you to whatever it was you touched. And the fibers slowly okay. start kind of worming out of the other vials and bottles and towards okay. you. Okay. Uh, what next? <laughs> do, you, do you let the fibers overtake you or do you try to struggle away? What 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 what's 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 the feel what's the feel No wait uh, I'm not afraid in this place anymore I was trying yeah. to play in character Um yeah no I'm I'm going to let it overtake me You're just along for the ride Yeah All right so you let bravely Bok Joy unafraid you let these red fibers overtake you and they dig into your skin taking over your nervous system and all of your senses your your sense of smell and taste and hearing and eventually your vision Uh, And the room is replaced by a different room, a large diamond-shaped room, almost like two pyramids stacked on top of one another with their bases in the middle. And you are now standing on a platform that is uh, sticking out from the entrance of this room. And in the middle is a giant crystal, this giant, long crystal that has one end touching the top corner of the room, one end touching the bottom corner of the room. And in front of you is that same table of ingredients. Okay. Do I recognize any of this, like, elementally? Like, is there something that I see that needs to be concocted? Uh, why don't you roll me a knowledge check? Okay, knowledge, uh, I guess lore? Yeah, since this seems to be Sith alchemy, lore is probably a decent choice, so, uh, if you want to roll a four purple lore to identify what's on the table, if there's anything that is useful to you. Okay. We're also gonna flip a destiny point. Uh, four success and one threat. You, you take a strain, uh, because you're trying to sort of mesh the memories of Bok Joy with what may be the memories of this ancient Sith Lord and trying to sort through them, but, uh, something does catch your attention. It is a small pyramid-shaped box that is on the table in the middle of all these vials and filters. It seems to be the only thing that is not like a glass jar or tube that has something immediately identifiable in it. Okay, uh, I'll go to the box and I'll investigate it. You you pick up the box. It's small. 
it's it's heavy it's made of some kind of metal uh but it does seem to have a line on the top of the pyramid where you can twist the top off uh i do so and inside there is a small larval worm swimming inside a pool of some type of steaming smoking liquid uh can i recognize it xenology uh you can roll me a three purple xenology uh one success two advantage you immediately recognize that this is a leviathan spawn. And not only that, you recognize that the acid in the pyramid that it's swimming around in is insanely dangerous to touch. Okay, I will close the thing for now. Um, do I, uh, can I... Can I recognize this as something where it's... Um, I have to reenact the actions of uh, the person who has done the thing? Or do I have to... Well, you recognize uh, or... this as a Leviathan spawn, and as Judas said, uh, Sashet Rabin, this guy, was famous for summoning a Sith Leviathan that decimated the evil alien army. Okay. Uh, is there anything that is on the table that uh, we could probably feed it to make it grow stronger? Uh, roll me a three purple lore. Uh, one success, two advantage. Uh, you know that these worms, these leviathan spawns, uh, they eat blood. Oh. Oh, dear. There wouldn't happen to be any vials of There is a knife on your belt. Oh, dear. There, there wouldn't happen to be any vials of blood in the, uh, 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 table, would there? Uh, <laughs> probably the not. Not that you were able to, uh, to notice before. Oh, okay. All right, well, since I happen to have a knife on me, uh, may as well, uh... Get into a lot of trouble here. So I will open up the box and I will draw some blood into the uh, box. All right. So as you, where are you, where are you cutting? Just like your hand or pricking your finger? Just, yeah, just my hand. All right. So as you, as the drop of blood falls into the pyramid, the worm leaps out of the pyramid to catch it. That's fucked up. <laughs> Did it, wait, is it out of the box? Uh, yeah, it leapt out of the box to catch it. Uh, are there any gloves around so that I can like pick it up? There are there are no gloves around. Motherfucker. Okay. Um how big is this Levi- uh is this quote unquote Leviathan? Uh it's about the length of your your entire hand, but it's thin. It's about the width of your one of your fingers. Okay, so I pick it up uh and I put it back into the box. It starts swimming around in the box. Okay, and I uh close the box. You close the box. Nothing's happening. Nothing is happening. Motherfucker. All right, let me. All right, let me um, look at the ingredients that we have and see if I can uh, come up uh, come up with something possibly. Because like, there's there's got to be more to it than the blood. Other because if is is there anything on the table? Uh, this would probably be another lore check. So to identify the components on the table, um, it could it could be lore, or if you're looking at specifically the ingredients of things, it might be medicine. I think I'm pretty good at medicine. All right, so give me a, a three purple medicine to see if you can identify what's in these bottles on the table. Okay, three success. You are able to identify that most of the things in the bottles on this table are various types of painkillers. But what does that mean? Um, can I can I percept around the room and see if there's anything else? Yeah, yeah. Give me a uh, three purple perception. Two success, one advantage. All right. So as you look around the room, you notice what appear to be uh, drains or sieves that are leading from the platform you're on down to the bottom of the room where the crystal is touching the ground. 
Okay. Do I know of uh do I know of a uh anything like a summoning spell possibly or uh, like am- Why don't you roll me a lore check for that? Okay. Uh what am I rolling against? Uh this is going to be against three purple. Two success and a threat. So you remember uh there was something that is kind of coming back to your memory from Mother Ogwin's journal from her spell book. Uh, you thought okay. it might have been a joke because it was like an alcohol recipe for like some some dark alcohol, um, but at the end there was the instructions: drink the worm. Oh god damn it! And the, <laughs> the drink was called the Leviathan. Are the ingredients on the table right now? Time to make yourself a tequila sunrise. Jesus fucking Christ! Oh, okay. The thought okay. of drinking um, this gives you too strain. <laughs> that's fair. Um. Okay. Are, are, are the ingredients on the table? Can I start concocting it? And also, is the acid a part of it so that, like, maybe that these ingredients will um, soften down the acid itself? The acid so that it's is not, not a lethal. part of it. The, the worm just lives in the acid. The worm just lives in the acid. But, like, the, the drink itself I'm able to make on here, right? Yeah, yeah, you have all the in- ingredients to make the drink. Okay, I will make said drink. It is largely a concoction of painkillers. It's a fucking highball of various <laughs> dampeners and what have you, right. but you are it's able like... to concoct the drink, and then the last step is putting the worm in the drink. I, I like uh, this, like, ah, the intellectual challenge, and it ends up being like, make a fucking drink and pound it. Make a... F- I thought I thought I thought I was being so clever with like put the glove in the or put the blood on the on the uh, coffin and see what happens. Um. Since this thing, since this thing has has to have a little bit of blood blood in it, I'm also gonna. Or well, is blood a part of the uh, drink uh, drink as well, or no? Uh, from I'm just your, curious. From what you remember of the ingredients, blood isn't a part of the drink. But in order to get the worm out, it does jump out of the pyramid for blood safely out of the acid. Okay. Yeah. I I will sort of like uh, lure it out with my uh, with my bleeding hand into the drink. All right. So you uh, you. You squirt a little bit more blood into the pyramid and it jumps out and flops around on the table where you are able to pick it up and drop it into the concoction that you've brewed. Um, bottoms up. You you drink it and it's a good thing it's mostly made of painkillers because you can feel this thing burrowing around inside your body and inside your stomach and uh, then this black oil starts seeping from your mouth and it tastes fucking horrible and the black oil falls off of the platform, drips off and runs down to the bottom of the room and as soon as it touches the bottom of the crystal it gets absorbed into the crystal and the giant crystal turns black, fractures and then this enormous fucking worm explodes out of it and burrows out of the room to parts unknown and at that point, you are left back in the room inside the tomb uh, with black oil staining your mouth. Your hand oh, is also well. bloody. Oh, that went well. And the door opens. Okay. Uh, um, I walk through the door uh, a little bit ashamed of how of what just happened. And you see Zap on the other side. Uh, who is next? I'll go next. All right, so Konut, in your room, there are two chairs facing one another. Ooh, do they are they identical, or does do either do they differ in any way? They are identical. They're the same type of chair. I will tr- I will go and uh sit down in one. 
you sit down in one and you feel an itching in your back as almost as if something is trying to burrow its way inside. And you see these red fibers shooting out from the chair and trying to burrow into your skin. Uh, I'll let it happen. You let it happen and you are transported to Ketis Coley's chamber on Dromond Koss. Sitting across from you in the empty chair is a fucking hideous, ugly, almost skeletal alien. His flesh is pale and scarred and he has these tattoos and it appears that he's undergone just tons and tons of mutilation, ritual mutilation. His nose is cut off, his ears are cut off, his lips have been ripped from his face and he has this big toothy grin. One of his eyes is ripped out, the other one is a milky white. He's dressed in this kind of fibrous black robe that appears to be made of some type of almost seaweed. Behind him is another alien of the same race. You don't know what it is. And behind you is a guard as well. Uh, They appear to be guards or translators or something, but there is only the four of you in this room. And uh, as you may remember, Judas told you that Ketis Kali's contribution to the conflict with these aliens was assassinating the aliens' leader during a negotiation for a peace treaty. Okay. Okay. Well, okay then. Um, is this dude talking at all? Like the guy who's sitting across from me? Uh, yeah. He's speaking some fucking bizarre alien language that you don't understand, but the the tall guy behind him is translating for him. And the gist of what he's saying is that, uh, they are willing to uh, allow the Sith to join their empire and escape eradication as long as they are willing to denounce their technology. Like Sith technology? Technology in general. Um, do I have any of my own weapons with me? No, you are, for all intents and purposes, you are Ketis Kali. Uh, however, if you want to percept yourself you can see what you do have yes please what's it going to be for perception uh you're percepting yourself so it's just going to be a two purple two success so you you notice that on your right hand you are wearing a ring on your middle finger and if you rub it you feel the end of a poison barb uh, on the palm side of the ring on your left hand, you are wearing the sort of gauntlet that is hidden by your robes, and you can feel that there's something under there. There's a hidden blade inside this gauntlet uh, that could be yeah. sprung out to assassinate somebody. And as you're as you're looking around as well, uh, you notice that there are a couple of chalices uh, that are sitting on a side table. You assume they are poisoned. Because of course. Because, of course. Do we uh, have anything in front of us that's already going, drinks-wise? Um, he has a chalice beside him. He is not drinking from it. Okay. And the the poison ring, was that on my right hand? Yeah, the poison ring was on your right hand. The hidden blade is on your left. And it's just this guy, his one guard, and me and my one guard. Yeah, your, your guards appear to be translators. Okay. Um, I was like, oh, well, you... Because he, he mentioned that we could join if we renounce our technology. And, you know, you've given us quite the fight. I'm not sure if we uh, have a lot of choice. We'll accept your terms. And I'll put out my right hand to shake with him. And he, he lets out this kind of hissing laugh. What's, uh, what's the problem? And, and he says, 
If I had known you would surrender so easily, maybe we would not have bothered with the negotiation at all. I thought the, thought the Sith were supposed to be a powerful race, from what we have heard of your galaxy. Oh, I feel it only speaks to the power of your own that you've been able to overthrow us so easily. Now, do we have a deal? <laughs> um, why don't you roll me a deception? Against? This is going to be, uh, first of all, um, you're going to upgrade this twice because this, this person has two ranks of nobody's, nobody's fool. Okay. So uh, it's going to start with three purple and you're going to upgrade that twice. So it's a red and a purple. No. So it's oh. two reds and a purple. And okay. I haven't used a destiny point on you in a little while. So uh, here comes a destiny point, three purple. Okay, I'll use, I'll flip a destiny point of my own to add a extra green. One success, one threat, and one dark side. I'll use the dark side to get rid of the threat. All right, so um, you were using the dark side to get rid of the threat. However, it doesn't work on him. Oh, okay. For for whatever reason, uh, when you're trying to use the force to push things in your favor <sighs> in this discussion with him, all you're getting is an absence. Like, there's nothing there, as if the force does not exist within his body. Uh, so you do get the success, okay. uh, and he reaches out with his hand, but then uh, pulls back, and he says, Customarily, in my culture, we do not shake hands with infidels, but I will accept your verbal agreement, and we will be on our way. It seems a, a small bit of courtesy towards your future citizens to shake hands. Overlords do not shake hands with the chattel. Your war can be done, and you can do what you wish with my people. And all it takes is a handshake right now. I will not be swayed by a lesser being. If you are to join the Yuzhan Vong Collective, then you will obey our rules. Well, I, uh, I do hope you'll excuse my insolence, and, uh, as a show of good faith, and I'll take off the ring and, uh, offer it to him. Please, uh, a gift for our future friendship. Now, this is, this is a charm. Yeah. So that is going to be the same. Three red. Four success, two threat, and one triumph. And a dark side, but I won't use it. All right. So he takes it. Uh, um, when he's reaching out for it, can I just stab the, the poison into his palm? You can. Okay. And he, he, he feels it. The poison spreads quickly, turning his hand black. The threat is that his guard springs immediately into action. And he pulls this snake-like belt off of his waist. It hardens and stiffens into a sword, and he brings it down towards you. Oh, dodge. I'll try to dodge. You manage to dodge out of the way. Uh, however, it may not have been necessary, as your own guard pulls out his Cortosis sword and blocks the blade. Okay, I'll get my uh, my other gauntlet with my blade out, and I'll uh, go after that guard. All right, so uh, the guard is occupied. Uh, however, he's heavily armored, so you're going to have to uh, add two blacks to a two purple melee roll to shank him between his armored plates. Okay, two purple melee? Yeah. Plus one black or two black? Two blacks. Two black, thank you. And you're afraid. Oh, right. <laughs> Three success and two threat. You are able to shank him between his armored plates and stab him. You take a couple of strain, though, and as his limp body falls... Uh, you feel yourself returning back to the room where you came from. Uh, his blood is all over you now, all over your clothes. This this evil alien's black blood, and the door on the other side opens. Nice. Got points. 
Yay! Do these the count? Po- the, the point, you, they're not real points. Damn it! But I'm covered in real <laughs> blood! But you, uh, but you see Zap and Bok. Now, Hitaka, in your room, you see a sword that is being jammed into a pedestal in the middle of the room. Pull it out of the stone! Ah, oh, I gotta try. Become the king! Oh no, I'm gonna get, get wormed. Okay, I'll go grab it. You grab the sword, and yeah, you get warm. Is there any, wait, is there anything else in the there's, room? There's nothing else in the room, just the sword and Okay, the I grab the sword. So you grab it, you get wormed, and as you pull the sword out of the, out of the stone, and you kind of do the swing with it as you are transported onto a battlefield, there are just hundreds of fallen bodies around you, alien and Sith warriors, and you see in the distance, marching through the fog, is this two-meter-tall alien, scarred, pale, lipless, noseless, earless, hairless, covered in... Is it Voldemort? Is it alien? I mean, it kind of looks like Voldemort if Voldemort was way into ritual scarification. Is he like the uh, the big Ew. orc from The Hobbit? Is he Coach Stretch Marks? <laughs> he's got he's got some ritual stretch marks on him, and he's got nice. this uh, this suit of black crab like armor that appears to be pulsing and skittering, and just sort of moving with his body in a creepy way. And he has this Ew. snake around his waist, this belt that he pulls off, and the snake hardens and stiffens into a sword. And he he growls something at you in some insane guttural language that uh, you perceive to be a threat. I growl back. Ooh. <laughs> he is not cute. <laughs> I, I was also not growling in a cute way. He just growled? He's not coming for He's me He's coming for you. As you. When you growl, oh, okay. he runs towards you. Why don't you roll me a, uh, a three purple vigilance to see if you can uh, attack him vigilance. first. Oh, one triumph, two threats. Yeah, you you with with insane. It's a uh, you are caught a little bit off guard, and you uh, you take some strain, but you are able to uh, move first Sweet. and catch him off guard as he runs towards you. I aim for the head. Is, for does the he have any like? He doesn't have any armor on his head. He doesn't have any armor on his head. The rest of his body is covered in this black crab armor, though. Okay, I'll go for the head. So that's going to add two blacks uh, onto your two red melee roll. Four successes. You are able to swipe, and he kind of dodges out of the way a little bit, but you slice the side of his neck, and black blood starts trickling out. Ew. Uh, but he laughs at this. He seems to welcome uh, being injured in battle. Oh. And he raises his uh, he raises his snake sword, and it kind of flails around almost like a whip before it straightens again, and he strikes at you. Wait. I have something called dodge. Oh. Uh, a failure, but four advantages. Yeah. So even though he doesn't hit you, he is able to disarm you with his snake sword, oh, knocking no. your blade out of your hand. Ooh. What will you do? Go and body slam this dude, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy. All right, so that's going to be back a backflip on his face. To 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 body slam him is going to be a two red brawl. Uh, three success, one advantage, two light side. <laughs> So that only gives me three advantage, so... Uh, I'll, I'll disorient him. Yeah, it's his turn. You body slam him, knocking him for a loop. Uh, seeing how this is going, he decides he wants to, uh, to wrestle you as well, so he throws Ooh. his blade down, and it slithers away. It turns back into its snake No, I was gonna steal away. it. Oh, well. I'll wrestle this dude. And he gets ready to, uh... And are you gonna dodge again on this? Ooh... 
Yeah, sure. So he he does not hit you, but he does get two advantages, uh, which is enough to knock you down. It doesn't hurt you, but he's able to knock you down. Okay. And he kind of gloats. He laughs in this in this disgusting, lipless laugh, and you can see right down his throat. And he's he's cut his uvula out for some reason. Ugh. Oh, that that's fucked up. Loves the pain. Well, I have jump up, so you know how people like are on their back and they do that jump up onto their feet. Yeah, I'm gonna you do that. I'm gonna cool do that. Jump. Yeah, you do the patented high taka backflip from the <laughs> ground. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> wrestling. Is his sword anywhere, or is it just gone? It's it's slithering around on the ground. Can I, can I get it? Uh, yeah, that would be a maneuver to grab it. Sure. So as you jump up, you, you see his his sword slithering around, and you grab it. Does it do and anything bad? Uh, no. Once you touch it, it stiffens up. Sweet. Into its into its sword. It's into it's into me, me touching it. Ah. <laughs> it likes it. Slash at his face with his snake sword. Alright, so that is going to be two black and two red. <laughs> oh no! Two advantages, two failures. No. Oh dear! So he's, uh, the, the sword almost like, it, it limpens as it goes towards him. It won't strike its master. Uh, but it does kind of, once it goes rubbery, it does escape from your grip and it like slaps him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't hurt, but it's really embarrassing. Does it knock him down, or does it disorient him? Uh, knock him down. It knocks him down. He falls flat <laughs> on his ass. Has he been shamed enough yet? He he has been shamed, but that, that makes him angrier, and that uh, but that, ma- that makes him loose. So he's gonna get a blue, but he's also gonna get two blacks when he fucking, he, he like, he rubs his face and he kind of slaps himself back into, back into fighting shape. And he runs at you to attack. Are you going to dodge? Oh, yeah. I only have two strain left. Um, 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 yeah, sure. He manages to hit you, but as he's wriggling around, I don't know if he just touches the snake wrong, but it goes stiff. And as he, as he kind of tries to body slam you, uh, he jumps and he lands on you, but then he doesn't move. Oh, no. I Do mean, you win oh, because yeah. he stabbed himself on his own snake. Well, at least I can say that I didn't kill anybody. Behold, the once and future king. <laughs> <laughs> and as you, as if you push him off, you can see his own blade has pierced his armor Ooh. and is is leaking that black blood, and some of it's gotten on you, and it's still on you as you return to the room inside the Sith tomb, and the door opens. Oh, nasty! You know how hard it is clean all this fur. And as you go out, uh, you see the other three, and then finally, Judas comes out of the fifth room. Now that we're all here, should we go forward then, or? Uh, yeah, if you, uh, uh, can find a way, and he points out, and all of you are in this kind of long, in this hallway that connects all five of those rooms, and then where there should be another wall on the opposite side of the doors to those rooms, there is in fact a pit, uh, and down at the bottom of the pit... It almost seems like it probably gemstones or something is sparkling along the walls and all the way down. You can't see the bottom of it, but you can see these kind of sparkling gemstones that almost look like stars in the night sky. And there are four plinths 
that are on the edge of this sort of cliff. And across the end of the cliff, across probably about 100 meters, you can see that there is another large door at the entrance. There's another large door on the other side of this cliff that is the entrance to the tomb itself. Are there any markings on the uh, the plinths? Uh, there are. What are the markings? Each of the, the plinths has markings um, that are that denote, they appear to denote different paths. Uh, above them, kind of written above all of them, is a warning from the five faces of darkness that in order to reach their tombs, uh, you must correctly uh, know which will be the ultimate downfall of the Sith. Because as a, as a group of Force users, uh, specifically Sinob Tefa as a, a seer, she was able to see a glimpse of what would ultimately destroy the Sith. And there's these four plinths, uh, and each one of them has a path written on it. One of them is the path of blood. One of them is the path of the blade. One of them is the path of knowledge. One of them is the path of the tyrant. The path of blood, uh, there's a small inscription on it that warns against expanding the empire too far across too many different worlds because that will dilute Sith bloodlines into non-existence. The path of the blade uh, warns against fighting too many enemies because uh, the Sith will ultimately be destroyed in battle and defeated. The Path of Knowledge warns against losing lore and history and erasing the Sith from memory. And the Path of the Tyrant warns that the Sith Empire may be toppled by revolution. Oh shit. (laughs) (coughs) Uh, Each of these... Four, as you could you could probably guess that each of these four plinths is championed by one of the five faces of darkness. Uh, Bokjoy, do you remember um, how the Sith Empire falls eventually? Um, do I? Hey, Bokjoy, give me a one purple knowledge warfare core worlds or lore. It's only one purple. Oh, uh, okay, one second. I got better warfare. Uh, four success, one advantage. Uh, Bok Joy, you know that there is a man called Darth Vader who runs the Empire. Uh, the Sith have not yet been toppled. Oh, we're part of a rebellion! It's the path of the tyrant, because obviously the rebellion's gonna win. It's for a revolution, yo. Wah wah. Not anymore, but we were. I was a revolutionary we once! Once upon a time. Alright, um... Okay, so what's uh, next here? Um, I will go and touch the plinth, the you, tyrant. You touch plinth. the plinth for the path of the tyrant, and this bridge—I guess you could call it a bridge—shoots out from your side of the chasm, and there, I... the bridge appears to be made of skeletal corpses of slaves, these skeletonized bodies clamoring over each other to create this bridge to the other side. Nice. Dope. Dope. Um, if I uh, touch the one of knowledge, does it uh, cast out as well, or have we made our choice? Uh, no, it also sends out a, uh, a stone walkway. This one, uh, the, the kind of the floor of the walkway appears to be etched with a timeline of Sith history. Okay. Um... Should, should we all take a bridge and uh, walk down it, or...? Um, I feel like that's gonna mean that all but one of us has their bridge crumble in the middle and gets tossed into the abyss. If you let go of it, does it crumble? Like, if you if you stop pressing the plinth? Yeah. No. No? Okay. So what do you think? 
I mean, I'll take my tyrant bridge. What you guys want to do is up to you. But Judas does, uh, he does pipe up and he says, uh, guys, don't you think it's a little bit weird? What? There's four paths, but there were five faces of darkness. Oh yeah, where's your plinth? Well, I, I don't, I don't know. There's no plinth. Would, if we extended all the bridges, do you think they converge somewhere? They're all the downfall. But what happens if we extend all of them? Do you do that? Yeah, everyone yes. touch your plinth. You all touch your plinths. Uh, the path of the blade uh, appears to be a, a warm, glowing stone walkway, almost as if it's being superheated by something inside the platform. The path of blood is a stone walkway that is slick with, uh, well, blood. Nice. Does anything happen when all four of them are out? No. Let's try all four. Is there anything else in this room that's like, maybe not a plinth, but small and out of place? Uh, why don't you roll me a three purple perception? Can do. Uh, two success, one advantage. All right, Bok Joy, uh, you notice that as these walkways shoot out from the side of the chasm, they kick up a lot of dust. And you can see that some of the dust uh, and the dirt from the end of uh, where it co- where it falls off into the chasm, the dust doesn't seem to be falling into the chasm as it rolls off the edge of the platform that you're standing on. So, like... Like the dust right, is so, just kind of hovering? Like, it's almost as if, like, the dust is being, like, kicked up into the air, but it's not falling back into the chasm. It's going out a couple of inches straight out from the edge of the edge of the platform. Oh, um, like it's rolling I, off something. Uh, I throw some more uh, sand onto it. Uh, the sand hangs in midair. Touch that, touch that, touch that. Is somebody touching it? Judas. Judas, touch it. Uh, Judas. Judas touches it and he says, it's solid. Is that a plinth or no, what's it's, protocol it, here? It's a, it's an invisible walkway. Oh. Oh. We are, we are going fully last crusade. Um, let's, let's uh, take a, bu- a bunch of sand with us and uh, just make sure that, you know, everything is sort of like sturdy on the front floor and let's take it. Okay, it right. sounds like a plan. So, uh, careful to uh, throw sand in front of you. You walk across this invisible walkway and it seems to be uh, correct. It seems to be kind of holding its own weight the entire way across. And if you look down, you would see uh, all the glittering star-like gemstones that are in the bottom of the chasm that are threatening to, uh, to envelop you if you fell off. But once you get to the end, there is a small inscription at the end of this invisible platform that says Path of the Skywalker. Uh, Motherfuck. Okay. Half of the sky. Half of the Skywalk. Interesting. And then Judas says, uh, "What do you think that means?" Oh, I'm sure I don't know, but I, I'm sure it means that uh, we're all destined for greatness. Well, we made it this far, so I would imagine. Yeah. Okay, let's go through that big old door. You go through the big old door. There's five handles on it. Everyone, grab a handle and lever. And you all lever it, and the door opens. And inside, you see a, another round room with five sarcophagi. Uh, are they all different? Are uh, they all like the faces of the uh, the people? Yeah, they're all similar, but each of the each of the masks is different. Uh, should we all open our respective uh, sarcophagus? Hell yeah! Let's right. do it. Let's do it. All right. So as you go to your uh, sarcophagi and you open the one that matches the challenge room you went through. Starting with Zap, who went through the room first, you open it and you see the corpse of an ancient Sith Lord. 
and he is holding a little, almost looks like a little doll, a little totem or trinket that you would put on the dashboard of a starship. Aww. Should I take it? You take it. I will take it. <laughs> uh, Sachet Rabin, you went through second. Or Bok Joy, you went through Sachet Rabin's thing. Uh, so you open it up and you find the corpse of Sachet Rebin, and uh, he is clutching his journal written in a script that you cannot decipher. But I can still take it. You can still take it. I will take it. Nice. Ketis Kali. Yo. Kona, you find the sarcophagus of Ketis Kali, and uh, inside you can see that his corpse is wearing his signet ring. The very same one that had the uh, the poisonous barb in it. Ooh, I will take that and I will wear it. You will take it and wear it. And Thiam Delba, the warrior, Haitaka, you come across his sarcophagus. Uh, and inside you find his arms crossed and uh, the only thing that has not decayed through the hundreds of years since his death is his, uh, his braces <laughs> on his arms. Okay. Oh, I oh, thought you meant that. Wonder Wookie. <laughs> I thought you were going to rip them out of his mouth and be like, it's a perfect fit. <laughs> Wonderwookie! I will slide them off carefully without destroying... His arms disintegrate. Oh, his God. His arms disintegrate into <laughs> dust. Yeah, smack it to get all the dust out. Yeah. And does uh, uh, Bile get his coin? Uh, Judas Vile does get his coin. And he's got a like a weird look on his face, like a weird, sinister look. And he's flipping the Fucking coin. of course he does. And he says Why why wouldn't he? And he says, I will be taking the west of your totems now. Um weren't, <laughs> yeah. you, weren't you supposed to Okay, well we're Sure you will, Sparky. Uh, how how like what if we, you know, give you the totems after we you give us the mine thing? I don't think so. I think I will leave you all here to die. Now that I have the coin of Sinob Tefa, nothing can match my power. Aw, oh, man. You sure got me there. Okay. Here's the ring. I'll hold it out for him. He knows better. He says, <laughs> you cannot play me with that, Twick. I know all about God, wasn't that being wing. <laughs> okay, the ring's over here. How about we just shake on it? No, you will not twick me. You will put all of your totems down and I will take them. Or I will kill you to get them. Well, it sounds like you're going to kill us anyway, so I think we want to kill you first. Oh, yeah? I mean, maybe. I don't know. What do you guys, what do you guys, what do you guys think? You're going to fucking has, die, bitch! Has he, has he worn out his welcome a little bit? A little. You know, I, I was willing to be your friend and then you come in with all this. Well, that is the you way of the You want to drop sit. your weapon. <laughs> Zap's trying to Jedi mind trick him again. You want to drop your weapon. And uh, because you have this totem, uh, why don't you, before you do this, why don't you roll me a three red piloting check? Okay. Interesting. Oh, sorry, two red. Okay. Three advantage, one to spare. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yikes. Uh, so uh, you are not able to overcome this uh, this totem at this point. Uh, because you've got despair, you can feel the spirit of Shoru Vodi entering your body. Oh dear. Uh, because of your advantage, uh, the part of you that is Zap Rousedower is not erased. Uh, however, right now, Shoru Vodi is, uh, is taking over your body, and Shoru Vodi 
uh, is not happy to see that uh, somebody is not honoring the spirit of the challenges that they have set forth. Oh shit! You fucked up now, son! <laughs> uh oh. Got an angry ghost. Shoruvodi holds up his totem, his little dashboard icon, and he, he growls something in an ancient Sith language. And then it, it seems as if Judas Vile, almost like hyperspace stars, streaks himself, spaghettifies himself, oh. and then is gone. Oh. Hey, do you leave behind the coin? The coin yeah, falls did he leave- to the ground. Nice. Also, did he leave behind like his keys to his dorm room? We still have a mind thing to get. <laughs> he he didn't leave behind it. the keys to his dorm room. He was bodily uh, fucking ejected into another dimension by an ancient Sith Lord's ghost. Yeah, I mean, we, we can probably ask room. somebody on campus where that nerd lives. God yeah. damn it. <laughs> we came here for one thing, you guys. One thing. Hey, where's that dead nerd? I mean, where'd that guy that we don't know where he is at all? I gotta take his coin? This is, uh, it belongs to all of us, but I'm holding on to it for now. I'll allow it. And as you, as you take the coin, Shoru Vodi looks at you, uh, and he looks at the rest of the group, and then, uh, he nods, and Zap returns to you. That was hectic. <laughs> However, Zap, uh... Hey, how are you feeling? Feeling? Zap, you feel as if you got ten conflict. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> okay, well, uh, let's get out of here, and, um... God damn it, I'm really pissed now. <laughs> How dare a man named Judas betray us like this? I mean, we knew it was gonna happen. Yeah, but we didn't. Can can we assume that we break into his dorm room? Why do you, do you want to flip a destiny point? Yeah. See what happens? Yeah. Yeah, okay. let's flip a destiny. So, uh, you are allowed to go across the same path uh, that you came back over, and you are allowed to go through the same rooms. And you notice that beside uh, Judas Vile's room, the one one he went into, he left his backpack. (laughs) Motherfucker. And inside his backpack is a small, ornate box that is made out of stone. And when you touch it, it tingles with an unknown power. Ooh. Does he got anything else cool in there? Uh, A lot of nerd shit. He's got some Stargoyles DVDs. Aw, nice. I gotta take this whole backpack. It's mine now. And he, uh... He may be hoping to uh, impress the group. He uh, he also has in his backpack the book that Bach was looking at. Oh. Nice. Oh, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll take that back. Thank you. He wanted to be our friend on some level, but he just couldn't help being a Sithly bastard. <laughs> Probably shouldn't say that in the Sith crypt. Let's yeah, let's leave. get out of here and then talk shit about him. <laughs> so you get out and then talk shit about him on the way back <laughs> to the motherfucker. Yeah, on the way back to our ship. So once you once you reach the spaceport, you hear a sound of sirens. Oh no! And a flash flashing of sirens. We oh probably no! Have, I, I, ten bucks says that Brutal escaped. I know. Are, are there any uh, police around? There are. There are some Sith police. Oh, what's we happening? We go towards them. We go towards them and see what's up. Stand back, citizen. We are. Uh, we're just investigating something here. There was. It seems that uh, there was an incident. What kind of incident? Uh. Somebody, I guess, was being held prisoner on one of these ships, busted out, uh, just tore a new asshole throughout the town, and then uh, hijacked another ship and got the hell out of here. What shit did he steal? Just, I don't know, one of these, some ship. He didn't even check it out. He didn't sign it out or nothing. Do do you know which one? Because our ship is at the spaceport. Do you know which one he took? It was one of the ones in the spaceport. I don't know. He busted out of one and took another, though. Uh... Okay, so at least 
But what? But what shit did did he steal? Did you say that he stole stuff off of our ship, or did uh? Wait, your that ship? What? That, no. Oh, sorry, the not ship, our ship. That ship that uh, we're that worried ship, that he might have stolen our ship. Don't listen to him. I mean, I don't think so. I think he was fucking nude. <laughs> Wait, did we leave Brutal nude? I don't think so. Was he nude? Uh, I mean, he was nude, and there, I mean, there's blood all over. I think some of it's his. What did he look like? Uh, Zabrak fell. A lot of tattoos. Of course. When did he get nude? <laughs> Why was he nude? Why was he nude? Anyways. When was he nude? <laughs> Where was he nude? What was he nude? What, who was he nude? <laughs> the answers to all these questions and more next time on Star Wars Empire Wreckers. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, no. I just watched something where they did that, but it was, um... Anyways, what what if we fucked up this time? Yeah. Well, first let's go through your, uh, conflict and morality. So, Kona, you picked up the coin and the ring. Yes. So, you get ten conflict. Bok, (laughs) you get five conflict. Hitaka, you get five conflict. Zap, you get an additional five conflict. On top of that, uh, fifteen conflict. Or, so it's full, fifteen conflict in total. Yeah. Very consistent. Uh, and then we'll roll our d10s. But uh, these totems do have an upside. The reason you were asked to roll is because if you... So each of these totems will increase your force rating, effectively giving you another force die to use for the remainder of a session. But in order to do that, you have to beat a two red roll of a related skill. So for Zap, uh, if he wants to use this totem to increase, to effectively double his force power... He, he has to pass a two red piloting. Co-nut, uh, two red for any social skill. Bok, two red for any knowledge skill. Hitaka, two red for any combat skill. <laughs> However, just owning these talismans gives you five conflict per session. No! <laughs> What if we, we, we What if we don't carry them with us? What if we put them in a lockbox? If you... Just own them. You get five <laughs> conflict per session. What if we sell them? If you sell them, uh, the curse may go away. I don't want to sell mine. But you'll probably you'll probably get some conflict for uh, putting that on somebody else. Now the coin is uh, is a unique talisman. Okay. In order to use the coin, you don't have to pass a skill roll. In order to use the coin, uh, you flip a coin. Wait, does this mean that I does it count as me owning the coin now as well? Because I picked it up. Unless somebody else uses it. So it's like whoever's using it that session. Yeah. Okay. But we're all going to get our five conflict regardless. Yeah, for your for your talismans, your totems. So you flip a coin and you call it. If it's correct, then you gain one force rating for the rest of the session. And that can stack with your personal totem. Okay. Uh, if it's wrong, all light side destiny points flip to dark. Yeah. And you, can't, you can't use it if there are no more light side destiny points to use. I mean, that wouldn't be a bad thing to have around and, like, you know, if someone's doing a bad roll or doing a, a tough roll, they just flip the coin first, see if they can get that little extra oomph. I mean, sure, it's five conflict, but, you know, hey. So why doesn't everybody roll me a uh, their d10 to see uh, how their morality changed? Okay. Zap, you will be losing at least five. Okay. I got an eight. All right, so, Conut, you only lose two morality. I, I'm so moral. I rolled a one. Oh! All right, uh, Zap, you lose 14 morality. Oh! Jesus Christ. 14 more? No, 14 oh, in total. Oh, I get it. Yeah. Um, see. So you hey, have I got a 10. Zap, you're no longer a paragon. 
Damn it. I got a 10. Uh, okay, so Bach, you get five. Look yeah, boy. two shoes over here. Harold. I am so pretty. Nine. Oh, hi, Talk. I think you're up to 80 morality then. You're a, a super Wookiee level two, so I think you get uh, an additional point of so- strain, right? Yeah. Cool. I'm jealous. I, I've always wanted to be a super Wookiee level two. <laughs> this isn't even her final form. <laughs> Do I? It didn't. Wait, but... So now I get to roll 12 force die. Yay. This is intense. Seven light, eight dark. So that means uh, I roll 1d100. 19. So let's Drum see. Roll, uh, so 19 means that you're being, uh, you're ruining something. And now we roll another d100 to see what that is. 89. Oh dear. Uh, the Soranin class Star Destroyer will never be invented. The Soranin class Star Destroyer is a uh, class of Star Destroyer used by the Imperial Remnant 17 years after the Battle of Yavin. No more. We fucked up, sons. We yeah, fucked you're going to have to use a different Star Destroyer, Imperials. Ha-ha. The war is over. We won. We won. Yeah. Well, Wouldn't that be fucked up if we, we erased our own starship from history? 